1: Coming to bards, logic, political talk, part of the conservative conversation. And, well, uh, it has happened. It's not really a surprise. It still kind of feels weird uh, that President Trump is now, at least by the House, uh, has been impeached. Uh, I hate to say it. I don't know why it's bothering me. It's, in reality, inconsequential. Uh, It actually might even help. Uh, the cause and what we are wanting to happen next year. So, why is it upsetting? J- just for the fact that you know he's being impeached. I mean, now just remember, folks. Uh, Bill Clinton was, <laughs> was impeached, and he, you know, he wasn't removed. I, I, I Trump's not going to be removed. Now, of course, you got a few senators out there, uh, such as Mitt Romney. where we're going we're gonna to play some uh, blasts from the past. Uh, about Mitt Romney and um uh, they may be longer clips uh you know uh, about Bain Capital and things of that nature we're going to cer- certainly blame that up so before uh Mitt decides to open up his his mouth uh and decide that he's going to basically betray the Republican party and Trump for that matter i mean i mean he's maybe he's still butt sore that he lost uh, in the primary but he certainly wanted Trump support uh when he was running uh for the senate there in utah And so, you know, he better uh, come on board with the other Republicans, or or there's going to be a lot of people pointing out information uh, about him um, that he probably doesn't want people to talk about. Uh, And so, you know, he just, you know, try to keep keep his P's and Q's uh, in order because, you know, him trying to point fingers at at Trump, he better be careful because then if people start pointing fingers at him, then. You know, he might want to. You know, they'll be crying foul on that, especially if he wants to remain being a senator. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, So, of course, you know, it's along party lines that uh, the two articles, which my understanding, and I want our constitutional scholar to uh, weigh in on this, but through my understanding, neither. uh, No, what's that? I see it. They're so inconsequential. Forgetting what the articles were. Oh, uh, one is obstruction of Congress, and the other one was uh, abuse of power. Through my understanding, uh, neither one of those are in the Constitution as impeachable offenses. Uh, and so that's something you know. Uh, you know, we hear from our constitutional scholar tonight, uh, Kelly Mordecai, uh, can you know make some. uh, Clarification on that, but I don't think that they are. Uh, And so, you know, we'll hear more hopefully hopefully on that. But anyway, is that our topic tonight, of course, is, and I was working on this right as I was the title tonight, so kind of going back and forth, oh, what should we talk about? What should we talk about? And the guest we were going to have on tonight, uh, the founder of Gulag Bound. Uh, Arlen Williams uh, was going to uh, come into the show tonight, but he got called away. May, may be able to make it in on time, maybe not. But we'll see. If not, uh, we'll have to just uh, bring him in on uh, the beginning of the year, which we may have a, uh, you know, we may have, you know, him, call, you know, showing the first of the year, which would be I believe January 1st. So that, that could be fun. Uh, I think a good way to ring in the new year, but we'll, we'll see, but I'm expecting to to do it now. I mean, New Year's Eve, I could see someone, you know, people not really wanting to come and talk politics on New Year's Eve, uh, but certainly on, uh, you know, or Christmas Eve for that matter, Christmas for that matter, uh, which is next Wednesday, uh, than they would uh, on New Year's day. And so uh, we already, you know, they haven't had much time to uh, do any call screening or anything. But uh, well, we do have uh, a caller on the line. We have got the, the number of callers, the one who's first one who's wanted to chime in. Uh, just Eric, just to let you know, so you know when the talk will introduce you, this is going to be Eric Code uh, three one four. And so we're just going to go ahead and, and get you because I like to get callers in as soon as we can, get as many people to talk. But you are on the line three one four. Uh, how are you doing tonight? And who am I speaking with?
2: That's Pianki. How are you
1: doing? Hey, Pianki. Uh, good. How are you tonight?
2: You know one thing. You want- mention is Nancy Pelosi's remark that we've been at this for two and a half years. Right. But the deal with the Ukraine began just July of this year.
3: Exactly.
2: Five months the, ago.
1: The, 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 yeah, the beginning, yeah, what they first actually started to say Oh, well, this is the reason. But then she backtracked and said, well, you know, because they knew there was nothing there, as, as people like to say, there was no there, there, right? And so there was no there, there with this whole, uh, you know, debacle with uh, the starting of the impeachment inquiries because of Ukraine. You're right. I mean, it, it was, it was even, I think it was, well, even she more re- than, you know, I thought she, did she say two and a half years or did she say 22? She said months? over
2: two years. I
1: thought, so, she, I said I thought she said two like years. 22 months. I thought she said twenty-two months, but regardless, close enough,
2: right? Well, it has to go back to Elise Mueller, the Mueller report, right? Right, but because the, yeah,
1: they, the, they, not, yeah,
2: the Russian collusion never developed into anything. But if she said, she should have said five months because the Ukraine information, what he done, the call was five months ago in July. So it just goes to show you that they have been planning this for a long time. And uh, conservatives got to start realizing that they're in a fight and stop dilly dallying around. It's going to be hard pressed for me to vote for another uh, liberal. And I'm going to take it a step further. I am not supporting, uh, buying, or patronizing any business that I know, especially small business, is supporters of these liberal. Candidates that interest is opposite with my interest. It's detrimental to your interest. And that's the position I'm taking. And I think others should take the same position. What happened with uh, Chick fil A and they're being pressured to stop donating to the Salvation Army by the LGBTQ group organization? What happened with? Uh, ex uh, executive leasing uh, enterprise enterprise leasing, with their no longer recognizing NRA card members for discounts. Wow, and it just goes on and on and on. So that's my position. I don't know what yours is. Anyway, I'll let you get back to your show.
1: Well, no, we'll keep you on the line. We appreciate uh, you coming on. I'm actually was having a, a debate on Twitter. Uh, with uh, a gentleman, his his handle there is hate equals lack of imagination, which I find interesting just by some of the stuff he's been putting out there. But you know, we we're having a little debate on. He's a black gentleman, and and he, he made sure I knew that, which I already knew. I mean, you you, you research people, with before you have a discussion with them, uh, at least on Twitter. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, yeah, and he's making a you know a hoopla about well, how come some you know the vast majority of you know you know, black Americans or voters, you know, support, you know, the Democrats or liberals and we, and you know, like 8%, uh, you know, Trump. And I mean, so, I mean, since we have you on the line, Bianchi, and, and just in case he actually would listen to the show or the podcast, I mean, what would be, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but what do you think, you know, the answer to that would be? I mean, I think more and more, and I'm sure you've heard of the, the term, you know, you know, black sit with, uh, Owens, uh, you know, heading that up. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? On why so many
2: you know, I support support Trump. I support Donald Trump because of his the issues that he put out there during his campaigning. His issues like school choice. And you know, here's the thing: I don't. My kids, my children, are well off. They don't have to depend on public schools. But you got so many young people that stuck in these public schools that are terrible. When you have 75% of the black males in California are not reading that level, Baltimore, 3,080 uh, students at the high school level took the state math test and only 14 passed. Out of all of the historical black colleges, you only got five that has a graduation rate above 50% in six years. That's one reason I've supported him because of school choice. I supported him because of the tax reform. I supported him because of his stance on the southern border. Did you know that undocumented immigrants, illegals, can get home mortgages by way of a I-10 individual tax identification number that's issued by the IRS to to immigrants who can't get Social Security cards? Okay, if they can get home mortgages, and we're talking about Billions, and we're not talking about no four, two, or three. If they can get home mortgages, and they're sitting there during closing, and they sign the paperwork, also the bank, one that's mentioned is Citi, C-I-T-I, they get credit card. They can take their paperwork to the election board and register to vote. It shows that they live in the area, right? Wow. And also they can get driver's license. So when people are saying that illegals are voting. Well, there it is. Well, and that's so, what
1: they're. Um, yeah, and that's what they're. That's the whole uh, shebang. There, that's what they're trying to do is to get the illegals to vote because I think they are losing some of the minorities, such as uh, the you know the black vote. I mean, they're more voting for you know voting for Trump, and I think that's why – you know not just them, others, and I think they're they're, they're trying to build themselves a new constituency.
2: Well, you know, talking about Blacks, if Blacks become more e- educated in, in professional areas, they won't need those re- uh, Democratic policies anymore. Why would they need them? I don't need them. They, actually, they're hampering to me because when Obama raised uh, the tax rate up to 39.6%, that was – I didn't like that. With Trump, it's 21%. Is there not room to have some breather? He increased the standard deduction for married filing jointly up to $24,000. Well, it's a benefit if you're married. If you come from a community where 7% of your household is being rent by a single woman, well, quite natural. That ain't, that, they don't care about that. Look at your trade agreements. When he got elected, he put a tariff on Canadian lumber coming into the United States to the extent with his subsidies by Canada, lumber companies in Georgia couldn't compete. But when he put the tariffs on there, now you start to them come back around. Another thing, Susan Rice, she's married to an executive with CNN, and his father had a lumber company in Canada. And of course, the terrorists hurt his business. Hurt his business, his son, his wife, his his his, his daughter in law, got mad. So could that be one of the reasons why? I come, you have this leakage going on with the intelligence community, the staff there in the White House. I think she's still working there, right? Yeah, those it are, goes those, on. Yeah,
1: those, those are all very good points.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, it it goes on and on and on. The on uh, with China, United States and Russia is not going to go to war with each other, the deal is with China, right? But you have these politicians that's been there for a long time. Well, these governments and these other countries want to work through them to get deals. Anytime you have Joe Biden sitting there, holding uh, hostage a, a billion dollars that was supposed to go to the Ukraine, ukraine and uh, the official for ukraine said that didn't obama approve of this and joe biden tells, we'll call obama and see i say you don't get yep. it basically well then you have to ask yourself what the hell was obama doing
1: you have to ask yourself i good how people don't see that as a quid pro quo. They're like, oh, but he was just doing the, the uh, his job. <laughs> like, how Absolutely. I don't see that as a quid
3: pro quo.
2: You know something else, too. You talk about Russia. and And, and what you have, you have these governments like ISIS. ISIS overthrow a country, become the government in that country, then they're going to go at some point in time asking for aid to come from the United States and other Western countries. Well, that money is how they enrich themselves. Look at Libya. The same people that were fighting the United States and Iraq is now sitting at the head of the government in Libya and about ready to get back into good fortunes with the U.S. and ask for aid. Trump's not going to give them any aid. And they use Russia as this boogie bear. Let me throw a scenario out there for you. What if Russia joins NATO? Oh baby, there goes an excuse. There goes the kitty man.
1: hmm. That's a great idea.
2: Absolutely. Look at Turkey. Turkey straddles the fence. One foot in NATO, other foot foot in the Russia. So one of the reasons why you yeah. yeah, have so them many blacks,
1: <laughs>
2: yes. One of the reasons why you have so many blacks continue to vote for Democrats, One, look at the education system that a lot of them come out of. It don't teach anything. I mean, it, it's not me saying that. The data says that. And these politicians, well, and the
1: propaganda machines too.
2: Yeah, these politicians has been making a good living off of that. You remember Adam Clayton Powell? Charlie Rangel took his place. And Charlie Rangel just retired maybe a couple of terms ago. Hey, we talking about at least 50 years. Maxine Waters, Elijah uh, Cummings said that the uh, caravans should come through, let them cross the border, let them in. That's not per my interest. And blacks should be all up and on if they're talking about the separation of kids from families on the border. Nobody says anything when Americans are separated from their kids in these family courts or c p a right
1: yep yeah so, i had uh yeah, I had a friend for years who had uh her, her kids you know for you know a couple of years at least you know had her kids taken away from her from something they you know, she didn't do. She got them taken away from, you know, unfortunately she was, you know, dating the wrong guy. And because, you know, he got into trouble and she was with him, you know, it cost her kids for a couple of years.
2: Absolutely. That goes on. And uh, nobody pays attention. So if blacks are, you, you're going to have about 10%, 15%. I think if you ever had a school choice where parents could put their child where uh, the environment would best suit their educational goals and long-term plans, you'll probably see more because blacks right now are overrepresented in low-paying majors. You are talk about thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year, even if it's that much. Well, that there is a formula for being prey by some of these socialist programs. Just think, so if you don't have people who have a reason to look at some of these programs, these liver programs, and these, you know, here's another point. They talk about. I heard somebody say that when blacks become professional, they move away from the city. Well, if you want them to stay in the city, why don't you give them a tax break? Give them a tax break because well, that, they don't run. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was gonna say. I mean, that, that, that's what I. I mean, that's what I say. I mean, I, I put out, uh, I believe last week, you know, or a couple of weeks ago, where you know, if, if you, I think if you send your kid to a, a, a private school, or if you don't have any kids at all, or if you don't have kids in school, I think if part of your property taxes, you know, go towards, because that's how it works here in Ohio, is you know, our property taxes, you know, part of our property taxes go to pay for the public school system. And they're always trying to raise the levies and everything of that nature. But, I mean, but I send my kid to a private school. I, I mean, I work two part-time jobs, you know, to send plus your my job full-time to a job so to send my kid to a private school. You I, know I why think, you I do people, that?
2: You know why you I do
1: that? Because yeah, well, I wanted because to get, you know, better than what the, the public schools have to offer here for you're one. Doing
2: that, you're doing that because you're not going to sacrifice your kids to that. You want your child to be a step. Two or three ahead of where you are presently, you're not gonna sacrifice yep, yep. your kids to that, I wouldn't sacrifice my kids to them inner city schools. no way
1: no, and I mean and even I mean in the schools around here uh, I mean as public schools go, they're okay I mean you know there's there's better than those but but yeah, and on the flip side for those, but you know but my point is is I mean, now me personally, I'm against like the voucher system. Why should someone who isn't working a full-time job and two part-time jobs to get their kid into a uh, a private school? Why should their kid get the same benefit as you know as mine Well, I'm 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 willing to work? You know, I mean, and there's what's that? September. Well, August, should be be voucher, you should be getting the
2: vouchers. You should be getting the vouchers too. You should be. Oh well, able to take I make too much money. Power. Well, you should getting too to much. Take, now, regardless. The amount of money that your child receives for sitting in that desk in an environment where she's not learning, not being challenged, you should be able to take your child and put them in an environment that's conducive to your overall educational goals, and the money should follow the child. You remember in Ohio where the black woman sent her child to her father's district and got caught? Well, she had had a school choice with a voucher. She could have paid for her child attending that school district where she felt for for whatever reason that it was best for her child
1: well and, and I think that's I and mean, I think those things would be good and fair, especially the fair part, you know, if you know if they give it to everybody, see I mean 'cause I mean yeah, I give give, everybody. You know, I well, should give it, to it everybody
2: does, well,
1: yeah it doesn't it doesn't go it doesn't it does, unfortunately, what it is is the way they have set up is too there's uh there's fun, there's financial um criteria. So if you make a certain amount of money and have a certain amount of kids, uh then like you gotta be like so some somewhere to like but within the times multiplication of the poverty level or something like that. But anyway, basically if you make too much money you're not getting the voucher. Um yeah,
2: well, and then your kids uh, have that, to you know I think that everybody should get it. But there's other reasons. To look at the Second Amendment the uh, the uh the, what trump is doing to try to strengthen that it should be a national uh right to carry and really it should, the constitution guarantees that right but i shouldn't have to take my gun and put it in the trunk when i drive out of one state and go into illinois or go into a new york that's ridiculous so it should be nationally the rule that you don't have to do that so there's a i mean that's where i stand and as far as the person that you're going back and forth with making reference on the 8 percent, well, the 8 I'm, percent, I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you've got uh, African Americans that are engaging in high professions like STEM, like uh, the National Society of Black Engineers started back in the 1970s trying to produce more uh, black engineers uh, coming out of these schools these colleges. And uh, this past March in Detroit, they had a convention where you know, you had 15,000 STEM students and uh, you had tons of corporations, Boeing, I, uh, Google, Amazon. Well, Lockheed Martin hired 400 STEM graduates right off the convention floor that was African-American. And they put them to work because uh, Trump has put money back into the defense. Two years before that, in a row, 17 and 18, Northwood Grumman hired equally that number two years in a row. So those kids are not starting at minimum wage. And they're going to have a whole entire different value system than you see a lot that's marching lockstep for these Democrats. And it's just going to be a natural. People vote their interests. They're not going to vote against their interests unless you're silly. So that's what I would say.
1: Well, yeah, yes, yeah, certainly, and I agree. With, you know, agree with a lot of these. You know, a lot of those points. And you know, I mean, if they would make it yeah, fair, they'd make it fair for the school. And you know, and I, and I do. I think a lot of it, you know, because of the eight percent. That I think that's a big part of it, and because those are propaganda machines, you know. And, and those schools. I mean, and, and what they teach, uh, and what they teach the kids. But I mean, that's just one, you know, you know, one thing uh, that you know well, him and I are, are, are bantering about. But
2: things have gotten completely out of hand. Look how you had that's the true. one uh, LGBTQ group got on Chick Fil A for donating to the Salvation Army. Well, let's look at that. When you have a disaster within the inner city, fire or something of that nature, the first people on the scene, when their family's out of a house, out of a place to stay, food, clothing, shelter, is the Salvation Army. So blacks should have been up in arms when uh, this organization, this group, attacked Chick-fil-A. It doesn't make sense. So I don't know what you think about well, yeah, that. Oh yeah, well that's well,
1: yeah, I and mean, that's why I support. I'm not a religious person myself, but I do like how they, uh, you know, how they, you know, defend, you know, defend what they believe in. And, I mean, and, and anyone who defends what they believe in and, and defend it rightly, or uh, well, they help you know, people. I'm, this hey, indeed. I'm all for it. I mean, that, that's why some the Republicans who say the Republicans like Mitt Romney drive me more crazy. Didn't even like crazy, but you know, just make me, you know, be like, really more than uh, an Adam Schiff, because I mean, Adam Schiff, you know who Adam Schiff is. I mean, you know I don't where think he's, he's 100- human. <laughs> yeah, he may be. A, he may be an alien, but I don't
2: think he's Android. Now, somebody should split his coat up the back and pull see if he got a latch back there a hatch with flashing lids and a bunch of LEDs and a bunch of wire. I don't think that man's human. But so is a lot of the uh, stuff they don't – What they they just can't stand that Trump won the election in 2016. That's I mean, oh, yeah. that's, when you lay all the evidence down on the table, that's what it's all about.
1: Well, and, and also they know. I mean, is there one candidate? In, you know, is there one candidate that can defeat Trump? And and here's what I think. And I know this is purely speculative, but I I mean, and you know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. But remember when, when things first started happening uh, with the whole Burisma and Hunter Biden, and there were there were some Democrats, some news that, uh, media outlets had at least for a sh- very short period of time, and Kelly, we'll get you in, for a very short period of time, that looked like they were getting ready to throw Biden under the bus. And they were kind of like, oh, look at Elizabeth Warren and look at Kamala Harris and look at all these – you know, well but mainly those two. But look at the other candidates kinda, you know, not not doing much for Joe, right? And I think they're kinda getting ready to throw him under the bus. But then I think as things start coming ahead and it looked more and more like, hey, wait a minute, there might actually be something to this then they're like, Well we gotta throw our, our you know, again this is where I'm speculating is what they're thinking is, is I'm thinking they're like, you know what, Joe's in trouble and we and and because of Trump, and we hate Trump, so we can't have that. And so we need to support Biden and throw more support behind him and defend him. Because if we, you know, show Hazy Kennedy, he's, he's a viable candidate. He's a candidate. Well, then they're going to try to make it look political again. You know, like this, you uh, know, with Zelensky, right? Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. try to make it look political. So just because he's a candidate, maybe, and now the front runner. You know, now he's untouchable. He can't be investigated. Now you're just doing it for political, you know, Trump's trying to do this for political gain. That's what I think. I think now they're trying to just make him the front runner and, or, you know, and, pu- and push him forward to the, be the front runner status so that they could say, look, he's the most viable candidate against Trump and Trump's going after him. That's why Trump's going after him. He do not care about the corruption. He's just trying to, you know, personally do it for personal gain because uh, Biden's the front runner.
2: Well, let's put it like this. The election in November of 2020, if a Democrat wins and he's inaugurated in January, the day after he's inaugurated, we start working to impeach his
1: butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean and I, let's, um, let's bring in Kelly. We'll, we'll keep you on the line. I think Kelly's going to have some points to uh, what's what you said and what I said earlier. Uh, so go ahead, Kelly. I think you're coming to the show. How are you tonight?
4: I'm giddy. I am happy and giddy.
1: Well, I'm glad you are because I'm like—I mean, I see a lot of Republicans. A lot of people are like smiling and even Trump happy. And I mean, for me, I, I know
5: it—it's
1: going to sound ironic, maybe not, but I know this can, This is probably going to end up being a good thing for Trump and a good thing for the 2020 election. I know that that you know why they're giddy and smiling and stuff like that. I, I'm the thing that bothers me is, is the historic aspect. Of this? You know, is, is, well, is Trump getting a, you know, getting a P? It's just a historic aspect that's really kind of bothering me. Go ahead, Kelly.
4: Well, you should ask me why. Because I don't think he deserves I,
1: I, it, like the other two did.
4: Well, as a libertarian, there's a reason why I'm giddy. It's because during all this squabbling between the R's and the D's, the federal government is not growing any bigger. That's a libertarian perspective. Okay. So I wanted to – I know you're you, you accuse me of being a constitutional scholar. A scholar is really somebody who studies, and uh, I said this before on the show just many, many months ago. The House can impeach a president because they have gas on their stomach. Now um, – we look at uh, the imp- history of impeachment, it goes back to Great Britain, England, where Parliament set up some things that basically, you know, and the king's getting out of line, then we can remove him or his minister, like the prime minister, on vote of impeachment that came in here, but the founding fathers were concerned about it. And so it's interesting where in our constitution, got it open right here. It says Article 1 uh, – here, Article 1, Section 2, House of Representatives, subsection 5. The House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers and shall have the sole power of impeachment. That's all it says. It says the House has power of impeachment. Now, there might be some federal standards passed by – the House to define what impeachment is, but there's really no definition of impeachment, excepting going back into English practice in the Parliament and then coming here. And then you look at precedents of Johnson, uh, that was in the 1860s. And then you had uh, Nixon, Clinton, actually, Andrew Jackson was impeached, but that's, we don't have time for that. So, anyway, um, Impeachment is just very well broad defined. And watching an attorney, called Legal Eagles, he's this guy's kind of funny too. He's pretty um, just straight up with it. It doesn't look like he has a bias. But anyway, he said impeachment in his studies can be one of three things: political. Number two would be judicial or an act of justice for. Obviously, high crimes would be treason, uh, treason, bribery, high crimes, or misdemeanors. <clears throat> and in that sense, high crimes are misdemeanors. You say misdemeanors, well, that could be drunk in public, which means the entire Congress would be impeached. No, not, t- not that type of misdemeanor, a misdemeanor relating to <clears throat> treason working against the American people with another country. <clears throat> but… I'm confusing things because I I didn't mean to. All right, so the House can impeach because they have gas on their stomach, or they can can impeach because an actual crime relating to a federal statute has occurred. So it could be political, judicial, or actually both. Okay? That's on the House side, but – We turn over to the Senate's involvement, okay? Article 2, Section 4 The President, Vice President, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, here's a real qualifier this tiny little word, tiny little word. It says, and shall be removed upon impeachment and conviction. And conviction. So That's obviously the Senate. So uh, what's interesting is there's going to be, with Justice Roberts presiding over the Senate trial, there's going to be rules of evidence. There's going to be calling of witnesses both sides. There's going to be due process of law and the right to confront your accusers and uh, cross-examining, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Things that the House just kind of skipped over, like bringing the minority witnesses in, the Republican witnesses. They denied that because, again, impeachment is very broad. They have gas on their stomach. It's political. Okay, fine. But I happened to – and I was watching this rant today. It was – but I happened to print out the two articles of impeachment that was on the House and got voted today two they did start with five they got it down to two all right article 1 is uh we don't like trump's policies article 1 2 of impeachment is uh we hate trump and all republicans <laughs> that's article 1 and article 2 of the impeachment no i'm joking all right <laughs> so i i uh, i'm, I'm going to read I'm going to let some people uh, talk, but that's basically gas on your stomach, the House of Representatives. Trial with due process of law, exculpatory witnesses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is in the Senate. Now, they kind of skipped exculpatory witnesses in the House, and so we here are going going to trial. So that's kind of – and there's more to it, and I can go into blah, 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 blah but I want to go hear from some other people while I read these um, articles of impeachment because it's several pages and I'm going to be looking for statutes. Did Trump commit some type of crime? Some type of crime. And if so, are there statutes in the impeachment articles? Interesting. You get a traffic ticket. Uh, Mr. Robert Jenner. You violated the, uh, the vehicle code 12500A. Okay. You ever been and got a traffic ticket, folks? What do they do? You, know, you have violated state statute XYZ PDQ. How do you plead? Okay. So they always cite a statute to your crime, be it a traffic ticket. Well, then we should have it there for impeachment, shouldn't we? I'm going to go ahead and look and hunt down and see if I find any federal statutes cited whatsoever. In the two articles of impeachment. So while I'm reading this one, I'll go ahead and let some other people uh, converse. I'm back to you.
5: Ah,
3: you just cut off with that? <laughs> I'm going to read. Well, did he have
4: other <laughs> statutes cited in the impeachment? I'm going to find it or not. Well let us know.
1: And we'll in the meantime we'll go ahead and bring in uh, everyone's lines will be open. Uh so if there's gonna be noise in the background, just mute the mic until you, you come back in or we you come back in. But we do have Suzette on the line. Uh thank you very much, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
6: Good evening. I'm doing very well, thank you. i um, and I just wanted to, if I may, mention a few things. Um I saw that video sure. too as well, uh, Kelly with the eagle legal dude. And there were some things um, that he was explaining, you know, he did the whole video with the um, background showing Parliament days and all of that, and it's not so much that they can impeach for a ham sandwich or gas on their stomach. The other thing, either is high crimes and misdemeanors, and we're talking high crimes, as you mentioned, as far as the whole uh, thing about treason working against, you know, our country, um, aiding and abetting foreigners and so forth, but the other, it has to do with decisions. That were made that were detrimental. Well, I have Rob brought that in there in the chat room to the safety and security of our country. Something that's going to hurt our country that's not necessarily mixed in with anything foreign. Just decisions that the president, you know, would make or, or judge or anything else or any other officer. Uh, and so they can be removed for that because that would be abuse of power because they knew that they weren't supposed to do whatever they did. Um, But they pushed the limits and went out outside the boundaries of their authority and so they can be removed for that and then the other if they commit a crime then as soon as they are removed then um, the law can come in and indict you know for whatever crime it was Um, but they won't because the um, Senate doesn't have prosecutorial authority to do anything to them but just remove him from office. So that's that. and. The other thing is, I spoke to Steve Bannon earlier this week, and we were talking about uh, a survey or a consensus of the American people or from the American people to find out, get a feel of whether they would prefer a full trial uh, to be acquitted or, uh, what was the other one, Uh, exonerated or something like that. So, we were talking about having a full trial, is it going to be worth the risk because, you're going to have, uh they want to have certain witnesses, you know, they've already said they wanted Manafort and Cohen and forget the other one, uh, which those people have nothing to do with Ukraine, but they want to bring them in anyway. I don't know why, but that's fine. Go ahead, bring them in. So we can make our list as well. And I don't know why McConnell won't have make a list at anybody else. We can add Schiff on there, the whistleblower, you know, and since it's subpoenas, if they don't abide by the subpoenas, then we take them to court and make them abide by the subpoenas. Then they won't have, you know, a leg to stand on. That's how the process is supposed to work. And then they would be obstructing justice if they ignored this court uh, uh, order to uh, follow that subpoena. So then, you know, possibly could have them over a barrel or whatever. But it would be a good thing because it would expose everything. Yes, it will be in the history books, but it'll be in the history books as the biggest hoax in American history that was perpetrated on an American president and US citizens. And so with the IG report and the findings with that, and we still have Durham's, all of this stuff is just oozing out <laughs> all over the place. You know, any time the Democrats try and project anything onto our president as far as, yeah, this is what he did, it ends up exposing two or three of them. They want Joe Biden, they're, they may be propping him up because if he goes down <laughs> and they don't stand behind him, they're going to be exposed. Nancy Pelosi's son had dealings over there in Ukraine. And uh, I guess it was uh, Ukraine had just finished their investigation um, through their courts that was ordered. And so there's some stuff that came up there as well. And then, of course, the document that's been in the Capitol uh, vault for the last 30 years, <laughs> which had a, uh, Hunter Biden's arrest record in there for cocaine that uh, was hidden away that just came out. So there's a lot going on right now. But the more that they are exposed, the better. Because how could our law enforcement not do something about it? Because these are laws being broken. You know, Biden showed the critical. It's not even funny as far as... He was the one that was the architect for the crime bill, for for the cocaine. You know, as far as you have this many ounces, you're going to jail for this long. You know, he was on Clinton's team. They wrote that crime bill, and yet he hid that arrest record. He bailed his son out, swept it under the carpet, way deep under the carpet in the vault in the capital city, in our capital, Yankee's capital.
5: Yep. So, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, there, there's, there's a, you
1: know a lot of as you said there's a ton going on and a lot of this is you know, distraction to try to get you know things that really need such as the things you describe. Uh, I think that's another thing with this, this whole uh, impeachment debacle. Why it's such a shame is because there are all these things that need to be you know addressed and it's not. And basically, I mean we've heard the phrase before. It's taking all the oxygen out of the room, and so that's what's really happening. Uh, you know, to, to hear is just the the this whole and that, and then to your two points with well, you know, should they just dismiss it? And I've got an article that I'm going to read a little bit uh, about should they just dismiss uh, once he, the opening arguments, or should they actually drag things through? No, I got mixed thoughts on that. I mean, one, I think you know, just dismiss the damn thing, get it over with, and uh, and uh, and just be done and start work doing the people's work. But, in, you know, but if you do have an actual trial, witnesses and testimony and things of that nature, I think it could expose a lot of things. Now, which I would, you know, of course, like to see two. Now, here's what I think would be the best case scenario. What I think the best case scenario would be is that for them to dismiss, you know, once the opening arguments, the Senate to just dismissed it. Of course, that that and I mean, that's going to cause cause hoopla. But regardless of what happens. The Democrats and the media are going to have a hoopla anyway, right? We're saying, oh, the Republicans are against the United States, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, and we'll probably – well, I'm sure we'll talk about that when, when whatever the Republicans do happens. They'll, so I think the best-case scenario is just dismiss it, get it done so we can get on with the peace of uh, the people's work. And then – because people need to pay, and we talked about this last last week. You know, People need – there needs to be responsibility. There needs to be you know, people held accountable, or else, and I think nothing's going to happen to anybody at this point. I don't think anyone's going to get prosecuted. I don't think anyone's going to get indicted. I don't think anyone's going to get to jail. I think it's all going to blow over and, and nothing's going to happen anyway. But that being said, is what I think would be the best case scenario is again, dismiss it and then have you know, Durham and Barr do their jobs, you know, indict people, prosecute people, do their thing. You know, make you know, get yeah. You know, I think get Comey, okay. Get Cart, you know. Get Struck, you know. Get that that girl. I can't remember her name, you know. And then all the people who are involved, get them prosecuted. Get in. the person I like to see go to jail the most right now in this whole thing is Comey, that smug sob. Wow. I can't stand the guy. But you know, but also mm-hmm. investigate. You know, inv- and also you know what? I think you need to investigate Barn Durham. Need to investigate Adam Schiff. And Nancy Pelosi, I think she just, yeah, I I don't, I mean, not, I don't think Nancy Pelosi, just because she kind of, uh, the only reason why she started the whole process is because I think she was politically forced into it. I mean, I do, when people say that, I do agree with that. I think she knows deep down this is stupid. Um, but Adam Schiff, with his lies and everything, I think. Hey, Robert. I, I, go ahead.
4: Um, I, I have these, I have the, I've read the uh, impeachment articles, and I got it from NPR. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, NPR. Okay.
4: Yeah. So tell me when you want. I can go ahead and read these two articles, and it's not it doesn't take much time. No. Go ahead. Okay. Again, from NPR. Remember, I was hunting for statutes that they cited. You know, like oh, 18 USC 7748 or 24 USC uh, one uh, section. 107.4. Point subsection A, subsection C, right? Okay, let's see if you know we got them on our traffic tickets. So let's see if there are any statutes as I read aloud. Again, this is from NPR. In the House of Representatives, Mr. Uh, resolution, Mr. Nadler, the chair on the committee, of course, resolution impeaching Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, for high crimes and misdemeanors. Resolved that. Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that the following articles of impeachment be exhibited to the United States. His summary statement, treason is not in there. Okay. Articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States of America in the name of itself and other people, the United States of America, against Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him for high crimes and misdemeanors. That's the introduction. Article 1. Abuse of power. The Constitution provides the House of Representatives – wait a minute. The Constitution? The Democrats are citing the Constitution? All right. Article I, abuse of power. The Constitution provides that the House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment and that the president shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors in his conduct of the Office of President of the United States. And in violation of his constitutional oath, facially to execute the law office of the President of the United States and, to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Donald J. Trump has abused the powers of the President in that. Using the power of his high office, President Trump solicited the interference of a foreign government, Ukraine, in the 2020 United States presidential election. He did so through a scheme or course of conduct that included soliciting the government of Ukraine to publicly announce investigations that would benefit his reelection, harm the election prospects of a political opponent, and influence the 2020 United States presidential election to his advantage. President Trump also sought to pressure the government of Ukraine to take these steps by conditioning official United States act of significant value to Ukraine on its public announcement of the investigations. President Trump – Engaged in this scheme or course of conduct for corrupt purposes in pursuit of personal political benefit. In so doing, President Trump used the powers of the presidency in a manner that compromised the national security of the United States and undermines the integrity of the United States democratic process. He thus ignored and injured the interests of the nation. President Trump engaged in this scheme or course of conduct through the following means. One. President Trump, acting both directly and through his agents within and outside the United States government, corruptly solicited the government of Ukraine to publicly announce investigations into A, a political opponent, former Vice President Joseph R. Biden, and B, a discredited theory promoted by Russia alleging that Ukraine rather than Russia. Oh, here we go. See, see how
1: they see how they worded that? See how they worded that? Well, ours is true, and yours is bullshit is basically what they're saying. Go ahead, Kelly.
4: All right. B, a discredited theory promoted by Russia alleging that Ukraine, rather than Russia, interfered in the 2016 United States presidential election. Two, with the same corrupt motives, President Trump, acting both directly and through his agents within and outside the United States government, conditioned two official acts on the public announcements that he had requested. A, the release of $391 million of United States taxpayer funds that Congress had apportioned, on a bipartisan basis for the purpose of providing vital military and security assistance to Ukraine to oppose Russian aggression, and which President Trump had ordered suspended. And B, a head of state meeting at the White House with the President of Ukraine sought to demonstrate continued United States support for the government of Ukraine in the face of Russian aggression. Number three, faced with the public – Revelation of his action, President Trump ultimately released military and security assistance to the government of Ukraine, but has persisted in openly and corruptly arguing and soliciting Ukraine to undertake investigations for his personal political benefits. These actions were consistent with President Trump's previous invitations of foreign interference in the United States elections. In all of this, President Trump abused the power of the president by ignoring and injuring national security and other vital national interests to obtain – an improper personal political benefit. He has also betrayed the nation by abusing his high office to enlist a foreign power in corrupting democratic elections. Wherefore, President Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. President Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial, removal from office, a disqualification, told, and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. That's the end of Article One. Article Two is well, okay. That's Article One. All right, Article Two. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you hear any statute cited in Article One? No, and what they've done
6: is put the ho- the cart before the horse because what they've done in Article 1 and Article 2 is outline a crime, a crime or, you know, impeachable offense that they could not prove, which is bribery. So instead, they outlined it so basically they could say, well, all these things add up to bribery. Oh, okay, well, then we'll go ahead and write that one up then. Make Article 3 bribery. No, 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 no. You've got to prove bribery and then put your outline of how you got that to that conclusion. But they couldn't prove that. So they dropped that, and they said, okay, well, we'll just put it this way.
4: (laughs) Well, here's – let me go further with the statute, okay? So we – I've talked about the grand jury. I wrote a book on the grand jury. I've seen a whole bunch of grand jury indictments. House Majority Leader Tom DeLay, Republican, when he was indicted. Statute, 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 statute. It's on the first page. Uh, Governor Blagojevich. God help people pronounce his name, but Blago. Okay, Illinois Democrat. Indictment, statute, 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 statutes. Federal judges that get indicted by a federal grand jury, statute, statute, statutes. Congressmen that get—I've read, I've seen a bunch of these indictments. Congressmen, United States senators, when they get indicted by a grand jury, front page, the name, statute, 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 statute. statute. Okay, no statute.
5: Right. There's so no the, point.
4: The house Right, the House of Representatives is the largest grand jury in the land. Of so county grand jury, state grand juries, you have federal grand jury statutes. Your traffic ticket. You remember, going to traffic court, uh, you are charged with uh, vehicle code section one two three four. Okay, whatever. All right, let's go to Article Number Two: Obstruction of Congress. All right. The Constitution provides that the House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment, and the President shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and other higher crimes and misdemeanors. The, the two uh, articles start with the same stuff, so that's why I'm going pretty fast. In his conduct of the Office of the President of the United States, and in violation of the Constitution, or faithfully to execute the law office of President of the United States, and to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and in violation of his constitutional duty, To take care that the laws be faithfully executed, Donald J. Trump has directed the unprecedented, categorical, and indiscriminate defiance of subpoenas issued by the House of Representatives pursuant to its sole power of impeachment. President Trump has abused the powers of the presidency in a manner offensive to and subversive of the Constitution in that. The House of Representatives has engaged in in, an impeachment inquiry focused on President Trump's corrupt solicitation of the government of ukraine to interfere in the 2020 united states presidential election as part of his this impeachment inquiry the committee under the committees plural undertaking the investigation served subpoenas seeking documents and testimony deemed vital to the inquiry from various executive branch agencies and offices and current and former officials in response without law in response, without lawful cause or excuse, President Trump directed executive branch agencies, offices, and officials not to comply with those subpoenas. President Trump thus interposed the powers of the presidency against the lawful subpoenas of the House of Representatives and assumed to himself functions and judgments necessary to the exercise of the sole power of impeachment vested by the Constitution in the House of Representatives. President Trump abused the powers of his high office through the following means. One directing the White House to defy a lawful subpoena by withholding the production of documents sought therein by the committees. Two, directing other executive branch agencies and offices to defy lawful subpoenas and withhold the production of documents and records from the committees in response to which the Department of State, official of management and budget, Office of Management and Budget, Department of Energy, and Department of Defense refused to produce a single document or record. Three, Directing current and former executive branch officials not to cooperate with committees in response to which nine administrative officials defied subpoenas for testimony, namely John Michael Mulvaney, Robert Blair, John Eisenberg, Michael Ellis, Kristen Wells-Griffith, Russell T. Bott, Michael Duffy, Brian McCormick, and T. Ulrich Brickbull. These actions were consistent with President Trump's previous efforts to undermine United States government investigations into foreign interference in the United States elections. Through these actions, President Trump sought to arrogate to himself the right to determine the propriety, scope, and nature of an impeachment inquiry into his own conduct as well as a unilateral prerogative to deny any and all information to the House of Representatives in the exercise of its sole power of impeachment. In the history of the republic, no president has ever ordered the complete defiance of an impeachment inquiry or sought to obstruct and impede so com- comprehensively, the ability of the House of Representatives to investigate high crimes and misdemeanors. This abuse of office served to cover up the president's own repeated misconduct and to seize and control the power of the impeachment, and thus nullify a vital constitutional safeguard vested solely in the House of Representatives. In all this, President Trump has acted in a manner contrary to his trust as president and subversive, and subvers- uh, subversive of constitutional government, to the great prejudice of the cause of law and justice and to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. Wherefore, President Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. President Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial, removal from office, and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States.
5: Robert? Robert?
6: There are going to be a lot of eyes eyes if they have a full trial, and this is why. There are these Democrats, you know, that drank the Kool-Aid, and they want to see the the president go down in flames, and they think that they'll be able to see it, and that's good. Watch it live. I would rather have you watch it live than wait for the commentary to spin later. You're going to have a lot of eyes around the world watching that live impeachment and watching all that information being exposed for what it is. And 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 this is why I'm, like, for the full trial. It doesn't matter what I think anyway. But, um, you know, in my opinion, I think it would be better to go that way. Just for the exposure of all the shenanigans, the corruption, and all that will tie together. And they'll be able to see it with their own eyes. They may not accept it at that point, but they won't be able to deny it, what they saw. So, um, and then later well, you know, can no. do this thing. Go ahead.
2: You know, another thing here is that it sounds to me like they're putting all their cards on Ukraine. Well, heck, Ukraine just began in July of this year. So if it wasn't for Ukraine and Donald Trump, he released the transcript, what would they be impeaching him for? Apparently they gave up on Russia collusion. Well, that's why they
5: want
6: Manafort and um I don't know who else was on that list, Flynn and, and uh, Mulvaney, because they want to try and tie those two together. But, uh, no, I agree. Everybody, anybody that reads the transcript says, so what are they impeaching of course?
2: <laughs> and then you have to ask yourself, why come the Republicans didn't seek repeach, uh, impeachment of Joe Biden for what he done?
6: Because I guess that had just come out within the last year or two, as far as what was going on with that. Obama had the Republicans chasing their asses. It's part of my language, but he kept them busy because he had his hands in everything, touching this, touching that, and so they were just trying to keep up with him. And they're so slow and you know laggy that it's like they don't even see what's going on half the time. And, and then others just ignore it because they're a part of it. So,
2: you're absolutely <laughs> That's right. My
5: That's my opinion. It. Yeah,
2: no, your opinion carries a lot of water, and they still need to they still need to go after Obama. For whatever reason, he's still out there uh, poking uh, in the mess.
6: Well, Robert sent me a tweet today. You want to share that tweet, Robert?
2: <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, well, I
1: can't access to – well, let's see if I can access the tweet. Do, do you have access to it? Because I, I have it on my phone. <laughs> I saved it uh, on there. I mean, yeah, Let me see if yeah. I can. Uh, up, I can pull it up.
6: It was right spot oh, was on that, that about? Was
1: Trump that Trump. about Obama? Was that about Obama admitting he's from Kenya? That that tweet, or you talking about a different one? Uh
6: huh. No,
1: that one. Yeah, there was a, a tweet. I mean, I haven't had a chance to look into it, but supposedly he was actually uh, doing some kind of speech recently in yeah uh, in uh, Kenya, saying he's the first uh, elected president to have uh, come from Kenya or something like that.
6: Well, I didn't take it seriously, really. I didn't look into it myself, but I just thought, wow, that was a pretty good one.
2: <laughs> yeah, loose lips.
6: Uh, in, in Blonde We Trust was the uh, handle. I guess you must have blonde hair or blonde or something, but anyway, yes. I'm trying to get mine to come up here. Oh, well, anyway, it talked about uh, him admitting that he was from Kenya, and Kenya kind of president uh, who's left office be impeached, and they wrote, hell yeah, <laughs> it was just going on. I thought that was hilarious. And trending at number one most of the day today, because I was home, was Democrats uh, have, what did I say? Oh, are destroying America. <laughs> number one. Most of the day. And I thought that was pretty cool. There's a lot of people tweeting on that. It was like uh, uh, they rounded up everybody that conservative, Republican, independent, whatever that were in favor of that idea, that uh, opinion. So that was cool. Anyway, thank you.
5: Well,
1: well, here's that R clause referring to. um, uh, You know, here's the R clause referring to here. and, And again, you can. Uh, Find all the uh, articles and and videos on the Bards Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com on the Bards Logic Newsroom. And this is an article – I'm trying to find the date on it from yesterday actually. And it says uh, McConnell suggests Senate will move to dismiss impeachment after opening arguments. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell hinted in a speech on the Senate floor Tuesday morning – that the Senate will move to dismiss the pending articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump after opening arguments in expected in the expected trial. McConnell was reacting to a proposal by Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer on Monday that the Senate call f- uh, four additional in-person witnesses that were not called or not available during the House inquiry led by House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff. I mean Schiff. <laughs> I did that on purpose. But anyway… <laughs> But McConnell dismissed that suggestion out of hand, arguing that Schumer was trying to make Chairman I mean, Schiff's sloppy work more presa- uh, persuasive. McConnell accu- uh, accused Schumer of going straight to the news media with his proposals rather than speaking to him in person, as Senate leaders have done in the past. He also noted that Schumer had uh, misquoted the Constitution. The Democratic leader had claimed the Constitution gave uh, – and you read something about this earlier, uh, Kelly, the Senate's sole power of impeachment, whereas Article 1, Section 3 actually states the Senate shall have sole power to try all impeachments. So as we don't create impeachments over here, we judge them, he declared. It was the House's role to investigate and to build a case. If they fail, they fail. It's not the Senate's job to leap into the breach to dis- search desperately for a way to get guilty. That was hardly, uh, would hardly be impartial justice. The Senate would not, he said, participate in new fact-finding The House Democrats were too impatient uh, to pursue. Uh, the Republican leader said he agreed with Schumer's suggestions that the Senate follow the model used in President Bill Clinton's impeachment trial in 1999, but accused Schumer of departing from that precedent. Uh, in nineteen ninety nine trial McConnell noted uh, here there are two procedural motions: one that start uh, of the trial, which allowed for motions to dismiss, and a later one guiding the trial's procedures and conclusions. uh McConnell noted that Schumer had supported a motion to dismiss in Clinton's case. Ah, so that's the thing I'm going to stop the article real quick, and I'll get back to the rest of it and and that's the thing I'm finding so funny. You know, about this whole process and how this is actually more, you know, because I remember at first when the Democrats were trying to say, oh my gosh, this rings a lot like the impeachment of, uh, you know, of Richard Nixon. I call BS on that. No, it's not. This one mirrors, you know, and literally mirrors because it's a reflection of Bill Clinton's. Both are partisan. The mirrors, of course, reflect, you know, opposite parties. But you got these same Democrats who are saying what the Republicans were saying, you know, when they were trying to impeach Trump. And and you should hear, some, and, and vice versa. And now the Democrats, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, so if you go back and
6: watch it? There was bipartisan support for, for Nixon and Clinton, and I guess Johnson, too. There, this is the only one in history that's been partisan. Well, besides Johnson, I'm sorry. Johnson was bipartisan, or uh, it was partisan, not bipartisan. But Clinton and Clinton
5: were bipartisan. Big difference. Yeah,
1: so it was uh, a lot like uh, Bill Clinton. But just to hear what they were saying, and now they're doing the exact opposite. You know a- a what they fought against when it was Bill Clinton.
2: Yeah, listening to Nolan, what he said.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the- so it's been. I mean, go ahead. Wait. Uh, give no, question. I
2: was gonna say, listen to uh, Senator Nolan what he said when he was uh, uh, at the Clinton trial of saying just the opposite of what he's saying with Donald Trump.
1: And I and I can't remember the guy's name because he really hasn't played that prominent of a role, which his title was, but he he hasn't. But basically, what what one of the guys? Uh, he's uh he's a an ex judge that was impeached and removed from office for some type of corruption, who's now, you know, was talking about corrupting Trump. He's now, you know, in the House. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, again, he, he hasn't really played that that prominent of a role in, in, in this whole thing right now. I, I can't remember the guy's name. But he used to be a judge, and now he somehow he got elected to the House of Representatives. Um,
2: you
5: know, I,
2: know, it, it, I tell it, you, it, I tell you something else. I don't trust Justice Roberts either. If his role is, is no more than acknowledging people when they raise their hand, well, that's about as far as it needs to go. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I'm, I'm not. A real, I mean, something. after what happened with the, yeah, after what happened real quick. No, uh that? Uh, well, yeah, after what he did with Obamacare, I, I don't know how much I uh, trust him either. But go ahead. Uh, Go ahead,
6: Sue. No, I was just asking if you were talking about a judge. I didn't know if you if it was a Republican or Democrat you were talking about. If Republican talking he, he about was one of the he Democrats. Roberts? He was yeah. No. He,
1: he was a demo, he's a Democrat. He got impeached. What what he was a judge that got impeached and removed from office. The removed from his seat. And now he got elected to the House of Representatives. Now he's on the no. um <laughs> What's that? I said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> yeah, now I can't. Yeah, now I can't remember. Now I can't remember his name. Babe, hey, he's actually been impeached successfully um, and and convicted because he got removed from office. Um, and I, so back to fact the article, uh, it says in 1999 trial, McConnell noted there were two. Oh, Gary, you read that part. And McConnell noted, and I'll read this one because I think it's important. That Schumer had supported a motion to dismiss the Clinton case. He added that Schumer had opposed the calling of witnesses. In that case, the majority leader also strongly suggested that a motion to dismiss would be on the Republicans' agenda in trying the case against President Trump. McConnell called the White House effort to investigate Trump the most rushed, least thorough, and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history, anticipating that its slapdash work product would be dumped on the Senate after Wednesday's Wednesday's House vote. Uh, He said that Schumer was trying to fill in the gaps – in the House Republican or Democrats' case, might he just – might be coordinating these questions with people outside the Senate, he asked rhetorically, answering Democrats' claims that McConnell uh, would not be impartial in the Senate trial because he had said – and they're actually saying – now, what's the logic in this? And we'll get back to that. They're actually like, oh, well, McConnell needs to recuse himself. Has anyone else heard that? That, oh, McConnell needs to recuse himself. For what? What does he need? Why does he need to recuse himself? But anyway, the Democrats' case, McConnell said, did not come anywhere near the bar for impeaching a duly elected president, let alone, alone removing him for the first time in American history. By any ordinary legal standard, what House Democrats have assembled would appear to be a woefully, woefully inex- uh, inadequate to prove uh, what they allege. And so, you know, that's pretty much so. Uh, I know, again, I mean, I, I got mixed thoughts on that, uh, Suzanne. I know you really want to see it, and, and part of me does too. Um, but, man, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess I'm tired of it. I just don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> so maybe, I mean, maybe that's part of it. But. Oh, I
6: can't
4: blame you. <laughs> so uh, I Did was able to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was able to well, I had kind of a light day. I'd set up a system doing engineering and I just kind of I was able to listen to quite a bit of the testimony and it was uh Oh Republicans, no evidence, no evidence. Why did you guys deny? Um the minority witnesses in the Judiciary Committee uh I ain't voting impeachment. The Democrats sorry speech, um Oh, Russian uh, in elections. Da, 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 da. And, well, we hate Trump. So that's why the articles of impeachment are number one, we don't like Trump's policies. Number two, we hate him and the Republicans. So, that's it. anyway, um, so there was one funny guy, okay? <laughs> Several funny guys. One, uh, and I thought this was rude, but it was at the same time funny. Somebody from the, some congressman from the South gets up. I don't know, quote, Luke 27 or something, whatever. Father, forgive the Democrats. They know not what they do. (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, another guy, uh, Republican, he steps up. He's got these 30-second clips. And uh, in this 30-second clip, he goes... As a Republican, being on the uh, House Judiciary Committee and seeing all the vast amount of evidence, I shall now speak of these. All of them have come to mind freely without holding anything. I shall now speak of the evidence the Democrats have discovered. And he remains silent. He remains dead silent. His 30 seconds run out runs out and the chair says 30 seconds is up he just walks away <laughs> it was a very subtle thing he said there is no evidence and I just thought that was a brilliant way to communicate that I'll give you all the evidence yeah. well, never pulled a thing and he didn't say a thing <laughs> uh-huh.
1: No, no no one of things you know now one thing they want to go over um you know again, you know it happened tonight, you know, and just, again, i mean, so I mean there i mean what did what did seem kind of weird to see um you know so people like happy and cheering. and <laughs> not like oh yeah this is great, it's great that uh you know, that he got <laughs> that he got impeached i'm just like uh, I don't know i just but anyway, um.
6: well, there's a a clip. You know, Louis Gomer? he gets himself worked up lately, he has. but on the floor today, he was doing his speech, you know, for the debate. And he walks away. And then Nadler comes up and he says to the president there that's, um, you know, listening to the debate, that he was very concerned about the Russian propaganda that uh, from a Russian agent. He called Gomer basically a Russian agent. And at that time, Government was almost out of uh, the chamber there, and he did a U-turn and came right back. <laughs> and he's over there yelling, and the next person had already called up to a uh, female to do her side of the debate on the Democrat side. And you have the president up there gabbling. <laughs> it was 2.44, 2 minutes, 44 seconds. I was like, holy cow, what's going on, man? Chaos in the, in the House.
1: Well, and then you know, and the one thing I want to get is, I mean, so you know, we we've had you know the impeachment happen. You know, some are some are sad. Like I mean, I'm sad to think, oh my gosh, Trump's in so much trouble and all. our, you know, this. It's, it's just, it, I mean, this is something that's historic. I mean, this is going to go down in history as Trumpy. Now, who knows? Trump might end up wearing it as a badge of honor, right? Because it's historic, right? I mean, one more way his, his you know, and that's another thing. You know, Trump's probably like, thanks, guys. You're going to make it so this nation never forgets about me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's the thing is – that's the ironic thing is you're going to have all these gnashing of teeth, right? And uh, mm-hmm. yes, I used the the, I used the biblical uh, narrative there. But you're going to have all this gnashing of teeth and all these people hating Trump. But you know what? All they're doing is cementing – <laughs> if you think about it in this way, for people who hate him so much, they need to realize they're cementing his legacy, especially since mm-hmm. he'll get impeached by the House. He'll get acquitted by – um the Senate and then good chance it's gonna be reelected again, because the Democrats don't have a candidate that I think can defeat them, at least not honestly. And and as the election moves forward, I mean we definitely need to keep a, a a hawk eye out uh for corruption because I mean one of the things now this ain't gonna matter much in New York. Uh now of course recently they're handing out, you know, Driver's license to illegal immigrants in New York and California, and those states we really don't gotta, I think, worry about. I mean, I mean, I, if, if everyone in New that, there's the, here's the, the glory of the electoral Electoral College, is if every if every person in California and every person in New York voted Democrat for the Democrat, still wouldn't matter. Cause if if Trump wins the same states that he won in 2016, he's gonna be president again. Hey, you know, So you could get. Go ahead,
4: Kelly. Don't worry about California. California's already lost. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I mean it I mean so, so is New York, <laughs> I mean, Let's be honest. There's no way New York's gonna, you know gonna there's other states, you know, we'll and, and we'll do some more analysis of course on which states at least I think that, you know, he should focus on other than uh the three states that I uh, four states he needs to focus on, uh well more than this. But he still, I'm still, I still think he's gonna, and he's in Michigan tonight. I think that's important. But he needs to go, keep going to Michigan, keep going to uh, Pennsylvania, keep going to Florida, keep going to Ohio. I think those four are important. But there are other states, and I, I know, that, you know that that I think he can turn. Uh, and we'll talk about those at another night. But you know, I mean, maybe if I get some time, I'll pull something up um, with with this uh, this online uh, website that's got you know where you can kind of play with the numbers. Uh, with, the, with the states, but other states that you know he might be able to turn red uh, that he could focus on. Yeah, I mean there was a there was a time. I mean, remember when we talked about this briefly that he might be able to take, uh, you know, maybe California to say, look, look, California, what do you got to lose? You got to, I think I think you're right, Kelly. I think I think they're just too far gone. Um, I mean, too yeah. far gone for that. But I think there's some other states in in, in Middle America that could, that could possibly to be turned red. Go ahead. Uh. You want to chime in there,
6: uh, Suzette? I was just mentioning Virginia with their whole gun issue that they're dealing with right now. Uh,
1: I the thought Senator's about Virginia. Actually, hey, hey, hey,
4: before, before, before we go into that topic, before we go because that's a hot topic too. If you're paying attention. Before we go into that, I want to uh, I want to read to you the transcript because Trump did do a quid pro quo. You're going to be like, what?
5: Yeah, it's.
4: Let me read.
6: We do it all the time. We... Presidents do it all the time. We do it all the time. It's it but... <laughs> part of his job.
4: But when we read this quid pro quo, the transcript, all right, when we read this, are there any conditions to it? Okay? Because there is bribery, which is attracting some government agent to do something. There is extortion, where you're forcing someone to do something. All right. So I want to read this. in, In my opinion, Trump did request a favor. However, it was subtle. And by the way, there are proper channels uh, like the um, attorney general to do this, okay? So it's a pretty short conversation. July 25th, 9.03 to 9.33. Uh, he starts out president to Zelensky, the Ukraine president. All right, congratulations on a great victory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We worked really hard for it. Uh, um and let's see. Um, I'm I'm trying to get to this.
6: It's about the fourth paragraph
4: down. Oh, Yeah, here we go. Well, it's very nice of you to say that, but, you know, we're getting a new government in. I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of efforts and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany does almost nothing for you. All they do is talk, and I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine, but she doesn't do anything. A lot of European countries, and meaning NATO, are the same way. So I think it's something you want to look at, but the United States has been very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say that. It's reciprocal, necessarily, because things are happening that are not good, but the United States has been very good to Ukraine. Zelensky, yes, you're absolutely right. Not only 100%, but actually 100 a thousand percent, and I can tell you the following: I did talk to Angela Merkel, and they're not doing squat. Neither is the European Union. They should really help us. I'm paraphrasing. And then he goes into. Uh, Just don't pull a uh, shift, okay? <laughs> yeah, the European Union should be. Yeah, the European Union uh, are talking about sanctions against the Russian Federation. I would also like to thank you for great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more Javelins javelins from the United States for defense purposes. Obviously, they're a little bit at war at Rush with Russia. President, I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with the whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on with the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I'd like to have the attorney general call you or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. What you, whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Zelensky. Yes, it is very important for me and everything that you just mentioned earlier. For me as a president, it is very important we are open for any future cooperation. We are ready to open a new page on the cooperation and relationship with the United States and Ukraine. And that purpose, I will recall our. I I just recalled our ambassador from the United States and he will be replaced by a very confident and very experienced ambassador who will work hard in making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I would like also, I can hope to see him having your trust and confidence as well. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani, we hope, will be able to travel to Ukraine, and we will meet once he comes to Ukraine. I just wanted to assure you that, once again, that you have nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. Uh, I also want to tell you that we are friends We are great friends, and you, Mr. President, have friendship in our country, so we can continue our strategic partnership. I also plan to surround myself with great people. And in addition to that investigation, I guarantee as the president of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I can assure you. Trump. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way they shut down your very good prosecutor. And you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was mayor of New York City, a great mayor. And I would like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the Attorney General, who very much knows what's happening, and he is very, he is a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman has been, has was bad news, and the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news also. Uh, the other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son. That Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the Attorney General would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. So Linsky, I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. Um, Basically, he says um, there were some corrupt people, and we're going to be working on it now. Um, And other things – Um, I'll have my people – I'm summarizing here. I'll have my people call you, Giuliani, uh, Attorney General Barr, and we'll get to the bottom, and hopefully we'll make arrangements so you guys – so we can meet when you come to uh, the country. Zelensky's like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to – I'm summarizing again. I'm looking forward to coming to meet you in Washington, D.C. Yeah, well, let's get our people to work it out, and then they concluded. uh, Again, Zelensky, thank you very much, Mr. President. Um, and, in, and Trump says, congratulations on a fantastic job you've done. The whole world was watching. I'm not sure if it was so much of an open upset, but congratulations. Uh, Zelensky, thank you, Mr. President. Bye-bye. End of conversation. So Trump did ask for a favor. It was a quid pro quo. However, was there any conditions on it? Was there any restrictions of funding on it? Was there any bribery? Was there any um, any form of manipulation? It was asking. That was it.
6: Well, good call means that you, you exchange things. There wasn't an exchange. There wasn't an offer of exchange for anything. Um, and the Democrats are trying to say that there was the condition that he would meet with him uh, and have a meeting. And it's like, well, they talked about having a meeting, yes, but it wasn't – you do this, and then we'll have our meeting. <laughs> it was that was later that the favor came in, but there wasn't anything that Trump was getting in exchange for that, you know, just for them to look into it. But it wasn't. And make sure you get that information to me because I want to know <laughs> everything you did. <do> yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: well, I I don't see blackmail, extortion, or bribery. Trump did say, hey, you know, we've been really good to you. And hey, can you do this? Can you look into this? So even good to you, would you return the favor? So you can take this two ways. One, if you hate Trump,
5: oh,
3: he did it, he did it, he did it, see, he's right there.
4: No, it's subtle. If you like Trump, a staunch Republican – there is no conditions to this. There is – no, there's, there's no big deal with what he did. That's, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. The Democrats, oh, da, da 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 Oh, he did it. He did it. See, it's a subtle message. Yes, Trump asked him to look into the Biden situation. Yes, he did from the transcript. So you, you can take it one way or the other – and meanwhile other presidents topple use the CIA to topple other nations but we won't look into that right now <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry it's, just, it's uh, a mess. This little thing folk, uh, yeah, line, let's go ahead and
1: uh we still have uh yeah a lot let's go ahead and you know bring john in and then you know what is this is, is is what now i mean you know are we going i mean we're not going to the end of the year so i guess uh uh, we won't get any Christmas presents <laughs> or anything uh, with, with knowing uh, on how they're going to proceed. I mean, and I think that might be, I mean, one reason why uh, I think they're going to wait to to next year. One, because Christmas, of course, but two, I mean, I think they got an idea what they're going to do, but I don't think they really have it hashed out on exactly what, you know, how they're going to proceed. And uh, I think they're going to, you know, have some uh, holiday meetings. Uh, to uh, To kind of discover, you know, on, on how they want to proceed. Again, i got missed thoughts, but let's go ahead and see what uh, John thinks, uh, get him
3: into the show. Uh, thank you
1: very much, uh, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, man, I'm doing okay for the most part. Um, I'm kind of like you in the sense that there's a part of me that's just furious as all get out, and part of it is due to, the fact that I, this is just my personal opinion, like always, I see certain things and then I have to do my own little mental gymnastics to figure out what it makes sense to me. And um, it just seems like to me that a lot of the elite, I guess, robber barons or whoever that's in collusion with the deep state and these people that work in our government are just using, the, they're taking advantage of the ignorance of the United States populace, and I'm just shocked that all of this stuff is just a poster child for the ignorance of our educational system, like I said last week on the show. And it blows my mind. I never, ever fathomed that our country was full of sheeples that are so just unlearned. And it scares the heck out of me because they're actually just running roughshod over the rule of law, and neither side is bringing up the fact. Now, there are buzz going around. I'm, I'm going to hit on the point that um, Kelly was just pointing out. Quid pro quo, like I mentioned last show, you know, is something for something, this for that. The giving of one valuable thing for another, quid pro quo can be the consideration required for a valid contract. I even brought up the fact, hey, we could be, you know, talking about a gallon of milk and it becomes quid pro quo. Because, you know, if that's the consideration to make the deal, get it done, then naturally, hey, you're going to give me a gallon of milk and I'm going to give you your money. Well, Donald Trump has a, so, a national security interest in making sure that the money that he sends to these foreign governments is not going to end up in some corrupt Scheme where now they are our enemy, funding um, terrorists like Barack Obama did, giving one point some billion dollars to the doggone Iranians, and now the Iranians are funneling that money into more enemy combatants fighting against we the Americans. So now we know Donald Trump has history of understanding based on the past um, crooked. Presidents in Ukraine That he wants to at least find out You know if this is a credible organization To be putting money into And make sure it's on the up and up Before we send it More money and that's why Last show I was like hey there better be A quid pro quo if he's giving My tax dollars to these foreign countries Because I want to make sure there's no more Corruption I don't want corruption in America Any more than I want it anywhere else Especially on my dollar And so You have these um, Democrats that are arguing against Trump, saying he's trying to use it to get up dirt on his um, political opponent. Well, wait up. That means the Democrats are trying to use the situation to argue to stop, stop Donald Trump because they don't want him to be digging up dirt on their political opponents. So they're going to stop Trump. From being able to um, actually find out any corruption that's going on within our own United States government. So they're actually, you know, accomplished in the crime of trying to cover up the barisma, corruption that, you know, Hunter Biden just so happened to be uh, a board member on. So, you know, the the Washington. Down or the watering down of the rule of law that comes goes back to what I keep saying about in the very beginning. Whenever they started the rumors with all this, you know, presumption or, or innuendo, rumor, whatever you want to call it, conjecture, guess, you know, they stirred up insinuations from the get go with these fake affidavit information, supplied it to the FISA court. Well, right there, whoever's in the Department of Justice, and what I understand, it was Rod Rosenstein. He's a corporatist. He loves that exclusive governing control. He's a part of that corporatist governing group. And so, therefore, it's not about Democrats and Republicans. It's about the corporatist, exclusive governing corporation mentality people running roughshod over those of us that are freedom, independence, equal protection under the law, due process, you know, um, equal justice, your right to your pursuit of happiness and self-governing. Well, they aren't about self-governing. They want to exclusively govern from their standpoint. And if what I understand is correctly, Rod Rosenstein's the Justice Department the person in the Justice Department that signed off on the affidavit for the Steele dossier and the information that went to the FISA court, and apparently if they did it, you know, um, run uh, just kind of through steps and procedures out the window in order to correctly affirm that the evidence and information in the affidavit was legitimately legal with material fact and direct you know, testimony, um, first hand experience to the actual accusation of whatever the infraction is or violation, well, they either picked a judge in the FISA court that was going along to get along Or that particular judge just happened to be one of those kind of guys that he knew Rod Rosenstein so well that he decided, well, he didn't have to really check all the details and make sure that everything checked out for the required um, hurdles it has to meet in order to get a probable cause search warrant to even start an investigation. So he sloppily either just went on through or they went judge shopping and found a judge To send it through too So there's corruption at that point well, I'm hearing in the grapevine, so to speak, that there are some people that might potentially just let this stuff go through because at, when it gets through with the Senate, they're going to take it to court and prove that this stuff was all nefarious. It's an abuse of discretion, which is the failure to use sound, reasonable judgment when one such as a judge is under a legal duty to do so, and an abuse of process where they're using the legal system unfairly trying to persecute a a person for doing something just so they can put pressure on them to manipulate them and stuff. You know, it's kind of like, um, dispossession. They're wrongfully putting a person off his property by force or trick or misuse of the law, or some people say devolution. You know, they're using tricks of the, um, law to transfer the, property from one person to another like property of right and liability title uh, stuff like that and so mm-hmm. if they're doing those kind of things then they've already violated the constitution and created an abuse of discretion and an abuse of process and if they get this through the um senate like i was saying for before with the uh what is it vexatious litigation where people were supposedly They just bring lawsuits without any just cause or good reason. And then that turns into a malicious prosecution um, claim that Trump actually gets to walk and go free. But also what that does is it frees Trump up to not have to give a pardon to Michael Flynn, to Paul Manafort, or um, Mr. Cohen. They automatically get a pardon because under the fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine, if evidence is gathered as a result of evidence gained in an illegal search or questioning, in other words, uh, improper filing of an affidavit under the oath of an official act to the FISA courts, then that information, even if it was gained in an illegal search or questioning, cannot be used against that person's search or question, even if the later evidence is gathered lawfully. So therefore, then at that point... Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, and all these other cats that have been thrown under the bus through this ramrod process, they just file a claim to the court, and they get it. they get all of that stuff expunged off the record, and they get to walk free, and they potentially may be able to sue Congress to get money back. So Trump may be just playing his hand for that malicious prosecution right there in order to make sure that he lets everybody else off and he doesn't have to worry about people arguing about him pardoning people. So there's a lot going on here, but part of the concern to me is that the deep state robber barons, captains of industry that manipulate our Congress and all these people, they have all these technology companies on the hook, and, you know, you've heard of InfraGuard and all them 80-some-odd different fusion centers across America. They're collecting all that data and information, and then they're making decisions based on that information in order to know Who they want to manipulate and how they want to manipulate them And that's why I've said before I believe they've already done Parallel construction and they already have Donald Trump's tax Returns and all this information And they're just playing him For a fool But He may be playing them at the same time, but he just can't say everything to us. So, therefore, people like me, I'm always going, oh, man, Donald Trump is just, you know, laying down or not letting them, you know. I mean, he's saying stuff to bait them and and to um, basically dig. He's borrowing trouble by telling and saying some of the stuff he says that just gives them more. Fuel to keep Ammunition. calling and screaming at him about stuff, and and that concerns me that they're continuing to water down the rule of law to take advantage of the ignorance of we the people, and in that case, then in the near future, within the next year or two, which we predicted this before, we just might have an actual real physical you know burning down buildings and stuff because once you dump the rule of law like that or start trying to use it to manipulate people then you know the masses of human beings out here when they feel that they're backed to the wall and they are cornered like a scared dog or whatnot and the rule of law doesn't work and they're no longer getting just you know uh, ser- uh, service through the representatives because the representatives are committing fraudulent misrepresentation and coercion and bullying, and, and then that stuff goes on unattended to, what do they do? They just get stuck out in the streets and tear everybody else's property. But anyway.
4: Hey John, I got, and, John, I got oh, a hold, question Hold for you. on real, real
1: quick. Well, real quick. I heard Suzette wanted to chime in on that. So let's go ahead and um, let's Suzette get that uh, through, and then we'll um, – We'll go ahead with you, Kelly. And we do see it's about quarter quarter till the top of the hour. Uh, so you don't want to lose the call; or you won't be able to, to chime in later. or Hear the rest of the show. Um, there's still a lot uh, a lot more we could go over. We we'll probably get it all done in, uh, tonight, but that's okay. We'll, we'll maybe continue the after the holidays. But go ahead, that and then Kelly, uh, and then uh, I do have. Uh, you know, another article I would go through, uh, maybe some audio, but again, hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll squeeze it. But uh, you know, we might have to show it to the uh, uh, the next show. But go ahead, just do that, and then Kelly. Oh,
6: okay, uh, John. I just wanted to mention that in the IG, and I think he made some good Tom, points. Go ahead. Yes, he did. He made some ex- excellent points, uh, and and especially at the end, tying it all in as far as where we actually are right now, and he was saying that you know where we could be. And we actually are there because in EIG report, they have indicted one person, and that one person is a lawyer for the FBI that actually oversees the applications for the um, it's for the FiSC, because it's for the foreign intelligence um, um, foreign intelligence inquiry, so basically any type of foreign intelligence investigation. So what that lawyer did, there was rumor that they, in their offices about Carter Page working for the CIA. So he contacted the CIA and said, does he work for you? They said, yes. They said, do you have it in writing? They said, yes. So they emailed the FBI. The FBI got that email, looked at the that application for the FISC or FISA, both the same or one of the same, but anyway. So they looked at that and he said, um, the email said, yes. He does, you know, work for us. And the guy turned around and wrote on the application for the FISC, no, he doesn't. So that way they could continue wow. the investigation. And this, yes, they talked about this in the hearing. Yep. Yes. And he's the only one so far that's been indicted for, 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 uh, for criminal prosecution. And uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But yes, so this could have, the, that investigation, the whole Russiagate investigation could have been ended in February of... What what they say, 2016? Or 2016, I think it was. Anyway, so that was that. Then they had another uh, piece of evidence that they ignored that could have ended the investigation again in in November, um, just before the election. And they ignored that as well, so they can continue. So they used that one application that was manipulated by that lawyer to get an additional warrant, search warrant, or surveillance warrant again, again, four times. Rosenstein signed off on one, Comey signed off on two, and the third one, pre-step, had signed off on. Knowing that the dossier was bogus, unverifiable, garbage, they used that to get the first warrant, then they had Carter Page, they used that information to get the second warrant, and but they continued to use the dossier in each instance. So the judge had no idea. He's going off of what the lawyer gave him. They didn't have enough to get the initial warrant, so that's when they contacted Fusion GPS through Nellie Orr (laughs) to see if that dossier that Christopher Steele was putting together because Christopher Steele didn't want Trump to be president. Apparently there was a big disdain that he had for him. And so uh, Christopher Steele had gotten information from some guy that he met that was at a bar, I guess in Russia, he was Russian. And the guy had just made up a story, gave it to him, and he he said his testimony was, I didn't think he was going to actually use it. We were just talking. All that stuff in there was really just guys talking, having a beer. And, you know, some people were talking about that they worked at a, a hotel. And the kind of what if the president type thing, you know, was a what if thing. It wasn't a true story. So now Christopher Steele looks bad because he gave the, the FBI that information, and it couldn't be verified. So they fired him. Well, once you fire or let go of an agent, I forget the word that they use when they break from them, they can't ever use them again. But they continue to use Christopher Steele to gather more information. <laughs> which he would give to Fusion GPS, where Nellie Or worked, where she would give to her husband at the FBI, and prestep and Rosenstein, and they were all in on it. And and Comey, James Comey, yes, of course. But, uh, yeah, so talk about corruption. And we only have one indictment? Seriously? Durham's report better put something out (laughs) because some of these people are still employed. A lot of them resigned. One of them was fired. But there are a few that are still there. Um, Bruce Orr is still there. (laughs) He was the one that, you know, got the information from his wife, that dossier information. So it's just all crap. I mean, as far as the corruption, they just need to shut shut it down.
1: Well, see, and that's the thing. Um, well, you know what? Go ahead, Kelly, and then I'll, I'll comment. I was just going to say that, you know, that's one of the things people have been talking about wanting to get rid of corruption for years. We finally got somebody who's trying to do it and they want to get rid of them. Go ahead, Kelly.
4: All right. So, from what Suzette, and I trust her, from what Suzette has told us, um, an attorney committed perjury um, on the FISA um, application. A grand jury has indicted him. You know, you will see on that grand jury indictment, you'll see a name, front page, and then you will find the federal statutes. Federal perjury statute, I looked it up. 18 U.S.C. sections 1621 and 1623. I guarantee you with a 99.999% probability, those statutes are on the front page of the grand jury indictment. Why did I bring that up? Where are the statutes in the Articles of Impeachment? Zero. Okay. So <laughs> that is a, a, a nice little argument if I get in a debate with a liberal. So, yeah, you know, I'll agree with you. They can impeach because they have gas on their stomach. But just tell me, please, uh, where are the statutes? What statutes did he violate? There are bazillion laws in the federal government. Where are the statutory citations? Just look for that squiggly little S symbol. It's a symbol for section. So, <laughs> did you get a traffic ticket? Did you run a stop sign? Yeah, they cited the statute on the ticket. And the judge reminded you of the statute when you went <clears throat> to the arraignment. Guilty, not guilty, no contest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, John brought up the FISA. Of course, Susan continued it gracefully and lots of evidence. Well researched. Good job, Susan. And good job, John, for bringing it up and making some really good points. Do you notice, John, that there are two competing things going on right now? One. Is well actually three. <laughs> three. There's the false FISA warrant, which by the way, they made multiple applications for a FISA warrant and the first several were denied. And then the steel dossier and blah blah blah. That's one item. Two is Biden, Biden's son, Biden's uh consequence. We're not giving you aid. That was a threat. That's extortion. That is getting exposed. So that's another thing happening simultaneously. And number three, of course, is the impeachment. So you have competing interests right now for the attention of the American people. Malt hmm. FISA, Joe Biden, and the impeachment. Now, could it be that the IG report came out with perfect timing? Interesting. Are we having a battle here between Trump and the Democrats? Could it be, John, could it be, John, that the Democrats are risking losing the House in 2020 to protect Biden and other Democrats? Is that what really impeachment is all about? What do you, what do you think, John? John?
3: Well, definitely, I think it. A lot of stuff has potential, and that is one of them. My concern is that in the in the response of so much of all this corruption, it concerns me. There's so many different people that. I, well, then again, maybe I'm just not hearing about it. Uh, there's just not anybody hardly calling out a lot of this stuff in a legitimate sense on the floor of the Congress. Whenever I see them on C-SPAN talking about this and that, even the Republicans, they they pander to certain aspects of it, but they don't get down in the details that really make the difference of actually turning this into an educational learning system for the whole United States. And that's why we have these competing interests, because if you dig deep into the issues of Trump, I may not like Trump with his personality and whatnot, and he still's, you know, forgot the forgotten man and letting the forgotten man be run roughshod over, and now he's wanting to hang um, Julian Assange, and then he was, you know, basically being hypocritical in my sense because during his campaign he was praising WikiLeaks for helping get the emails out and stuff like that, and now he's wanting to hang or help. I don't know how involved he's on this, but he's allowing it happen in his administration so anyway because of all these different factors i'm still wondering if it ain't the elites pulling a water down the rule of law snake oil salesman trick because it's been something that's been gradually happened as far as i can tell back in the 60s and 70s and it's just little by little gotten worse and worse and worse
4: yeah well hey hey, susan what, what do you think about that question With competing interests, the FISA exposure, the Joe Biden Ukraine, quid pro quo with the threat of extortion, withholding the money, and the impeachment. You think they're all related. Are they competing? Is this what's really going on in our government? Oh, they're
6: related. I don't necessarily
3: think they have to be competing, if you're asking me. They could be Machiavellian scams for distraction in order to pull off another manipulation while people are looking at the shiny object. They're doing other stuff to fake it, had to fake us out. But they could be competing. I don't see the competition maybe the way you do because you understand stuff apparently that I don't. Because if they were to dig into the deep aspects of just what's going on with it, for example, for this call the uh the Ukrainian call issue well, gee whiz, just because Trump is putting a quid pro quo on this money doesn't mean that that particular issue that um was going on with the corruption with these Ukrainian government that involved president or vice President Biden should just be overlooked and let it go. That's nonsense, because even if if Biden wasn't involved into that and and Hunter was not on the board of Burisma, Donald Trump would be fine for asking that and putting a quid pro quo just to make sure there's no corruption in it. But they're trying to cover up the corruption that may have been going on with Burisma and stuff because they may have their hands in it in order to funnel some corruption money some other way. I don't know.
2: Well, you know, uh, yeah. You know, when that one representative in Detroit got elected back in November of 18 to leave, and she told her chairman, we're going to impeach this MF. Well, that was seven, eight months before July of this year when this whole thing with the Ukraine came about. They're going to concentrate on. Those two articles that they deal with the Ukraine. I don't know. I can't see them going into uh, the FISA court issues and so on and so on and so on. It'd be interesting. That's what come. I don't trust this Roberts uh, to be uh, sitting in the position that he's going to sit in. I think if you brought up something like. uh, like uh, the FISA court and like the deal with Mueller and so on and so on and so on Manfred I think he is just squatching he say so stick to the uh, uh, to the main issue there and uh, that's the one that they put out that is out there today I don't know what's your what's your opinion on that anybody
6: Well the Ukraine story or Ukraine that whole story is a smoke screen because there are people that do have their hands in that government and China. And we're talking Pelosi, we're talking John Kerry, we're talking other Democrats and Republicans. So they need to, you know, they need to just stop Trump from investigating. So we need to make up something so that way we can remove him or at least stop him from digging any further. But, you know, they're doing their own thing in Ukraine already with their investigations and stuff is already surfacing. But setting that aside, now with this impeachment, the reasons for, you know, uh, bringing Manafort in, and uh, what was the other one? Their witnesses that they wanted to bring in for this impeachment trial that Mitch McConnell stopped uh, had to do with RussiaGate and not Ukraine. So I don't know what they were thinking as far as were they trying to bring the two together to say this is what we have for Ukraine to show um, a pattern, you know? And so, and this is what he did, Trump did, and with Russia and try to to convince the American people that there was an actual crime that was committed because they're still spouting the story that Russia had interfered and had basically elected Trump. But the American people didn't do it. Russia did it. So the only reason why he's president is because Russia got him elected and that's why Nancy Pelosi called him an imposter, which is ridiculous. They're going overboard, but that's, That's my only thought as far as why they want these witnesses is to tie the two together, Um, but nobody said anything about it, but I can't think of any other
5: reason why. Well, speaking speaking about – oh, go ahead.
3: Uh, I was just going to ask: Does it concern anybody from the standpoint that we've got this far, three and a half or whatever many years it's been since he was elected, and we still have no first-hand um, witnesses, no first-hand, you know, relevant uh, direct evidence or facts in this whole thing, none, ever, anywhere and they can, nobody seems to be concerned about that. Well, that right there flies in the face as a violation of our Fourth Amendment unreasonable search and seizure. You're innocent until proven guilty. That's why they're supposed to properly affirm the evidence gathered and in information that they were using for evidence and facts as gathered legally before they ever issue a probable cause warrant otherwise you're violating Donald Trump's fourth amendment unsearch, you know unreasonable search and seizure protections which is also article 4 section 2 is citizens of each state shall be entitled to all um, privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states and article 1 section 9 and 10 no title of nobility shall be granted at the state level or the federal level i mean it, right there those fundamental violations are being Watered down, kicked under the curb, so you can just take anybody and put them under probable cause investigation for any kind of rumor, any kind of innuendo or uh, presumption. Well, just make something up and take them to court and run them dry because you'll make them spend all their damn life savings on trying to defend themselves when they can't prove it because you're supposed to be the one to prove it. They are innocent until proven guilty. That's what's backwards or or bass, backwards, however you want to say it. And that's what frustrates me on this whole thing. Everybody keeps talking about all this other stuff and not talking about this. I'm like, talk about all of it. All of it matters. Details matter. Thank you, back to you, Rob. Well, you mentioned about um, uh,
1: the, uh, you know, spying, and uh, what I got here is a, you know, an article here. Um, it says, uh, I.G. report proves Adam Schiff has been lying about Spygate since the beginning. Says on Friday. Let's see how long this is here. Yeah, we might not get. Wow, it's pretty long. Jeez, old Pete. I tell you what. Sometimes I wish I could just get some short, uh, <laughs> some short articles, but they never are. But that's why. I mean, if people want to read the uh, uh, the whole article, you can find it on the website at uh and then go to the the newsroom. We'll we'll do this in parts. It says, on Friday, Democrats on House uh, Judiciary Committee uh, approved two articles of impeachment uh, against President Trump abusive power and obstructive Congress. The committee vote sends the question to the full House with a vote expected later this week. And this is, I'm trying to find one, yeah, this is uh, data on the 16th. Okay. It says, the fast uh, timeline won't allow for much consideration of the question, however, forcing folks to rely on a White House or a House Intelligence Committee. Chairman Adams Schiff's 300 page report detailing his committee's impeachment inquiry. Uh, but following last week's release of the Inspector General's report on FISA abuse uh, that proves, uh sorry, um, uh, I lost my place, release of the Inspector General's uh, abuse that uh, proved nearly every st- sentence wrong in Schiff's last high profile report his uh, self-titled cor- Correcting the Record, the Russia Investigation, Schiff's work produced uh, a product should have indeed worthless. Schiff issued his Correcting the Record minority report on January 29, 2018, following the release of a mor- memorandum uh, by the then-chair of the House uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Devin Nunes, in his 10-page response, Schiff contradicted every point Nunes made. Schiff, uh, also contradicted reality. And one of the things I want to go over is you guys remember there's a lot of hoopla about uh Nunes and also when the uh and with with Comey and I would say that Nunez has been pretty much uh you would talk about exonerated. I think it's Nunez that's actually been exonerated, not uh not Comey. I mean what do you think about that too that? I'm gonna bring I want, I want, I can't talk today. I've been wanting to bring
3: that up.
6: Oh, you're absolutely correct on that. And there was actually an interview that Chris Wallace had done with James Comey, and he admitted he was wrong in um, saying that he trusted the FISA you know, accounts uh, as far as the courts and the pe- his people, they were good people because they showed a clip of him talking about he had no problems. He had faith in the FISA, blah, blah, blah. And I.G. Horowitz said that he did not find any bias documentary or otherwise but he it's not to say that there wasn't because he couldn't gather enough information because people had declined to speak to him because he doesn't have the authority subpoena authority uh to make them to compel them to speak with him uh those people that said no nah, i don't want to talk to you i'm good okay so he's got to move on so you know documents um testimonies his investigation was basically incomplete, but nobody was exonerated. And he said that clearly in the committee hearing when they were questioning him, that it wasn't that he couldn't prove it. I mean, that he couldn't prove it or prove it. It wasn't either way. So it's really, you know, he there. Um, he couldn't find any bias. <laughs> and he didn't say that he couldn't find any either, you know, as far as what, what, what was available to him. So that was kind of frustrating but I understood what he was saying because there were a couple of other Republicans that called him on it, and then it started to make sense. Um, As far as um, the other talking about um, the abuses with the FISA, they were talking, the Republicans were going to propose a bill, and they still are, about the, the doing away with the FISA court because it was intended to be for foreign investigations, for foreign persons, for foreign, nothing here as far as an American citizen, because it was a foreign uh, foreign counterintelligence investigation that they opened up on Carter Page, <laughs> and he's not a foreigner, so there's a problem with that, and so, you know, it, that power was being abused, so nobody was exonerated, per se. Um, he just couldn't find, the information wasn't available to say that there was, so that's what that was about.
5: <laughs>
1: Well, not even. I mean, even Horowitz stated that you know no one was exonerated, um, exonerated. But the thing is, is I mean, one thing I point out is remember, I mean, he he was a Obama appointee,
0: okay. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: so that I mean, I think he gave red meat for both both sides, is what I think, and that's that's what I said on that.
6: Well, one point I do want to make though is that what he writes in the report is that. There, he did not see any bias or anything that uh, the FBI had did incorrectly or wrong in opening up the investigation that was by the book he was cool with that no problem it was thereafter <laughs> as the investigation proceeded and he puts this in his report that things began to get murky because of all the different people involved the dossier that was involved the um the lawyer that had Altered the you know an email or the application to favor you know the the um, warrant. So <laughs> as far as the initiation of the investigation, that was all done on the up and up and legal. And see, that's what Comey and the Democrats are relying on right now. They're saying you know there was no corruption, no bias in opening up the investigation, and they're absolutely correct. They did it by the book. But everything thereafter is where they all went bonkers and. And uh, rogue. (laughs) And uh, so that's what's not coming out, because if you didn't watch the hearing or the committee hearing, then you wouldn't know unless you read the report or heard the hearing. So, yeah, (laughs) that's unfortunate, but that's what happened.
4: Um, I want to. uh... Oh, go ahead. It's Latin time. Yeah, Latin time. yes. Time to hear some Latin. Okay, by the way, the English language is half – half of our language is derived from Latin in certain aspects. Okay, let's see. Quid pro quo. Latin, a favor or advantage granted or expected in return for something. Hey, I did this for you. Will you do this for me? A favor or advantage granted or expected in return for something else. Synonyms. Exchange, trade, trade-off, swap, switch, barter, substitute, substitution, <clears throat> reciprocity, reciprocation, return, payment, remun- remuneration, demands, compensation, indemnity, recompense, restitution, reputation satisfaction, requital. Requital, by the way, is, requital is uh, another Latin term. All right. <clears throat> so there is the definition of quid pro quo. A favor for a favor. I did you a favor. Would you do me a favor? Trump did it. But he didn't put any conditions on it. He only asked. And again, once again, in the impeachment articles one and two, there is no federal statute. Did I mention there's no federal statute in – oh, wait. We go back to Nixon. Nixon, they put federal statutes on the impeachment. And by the way, Nixon was never really formally impeached by the House. He was – House Judiciary Committee voted um, unanimous. Ironically, even Republicans – yes, Republicans voted for Nixon's impeachment. Through some statutes, sent it to the House before it was looked at at the House and voted, Nixon resigned August 9, 1974, claiming it would be too hard on his wife. (laughs) (coughs) Anyway… So you have – this is this is an amazing fascinating time to be alive and watch American politics and if you're think with your heart you go democrat <clears throat> if you think with your mind and logic you go republicans oppose the impeachment if you think freedom you go libertarian but i mentioned I'm a libertarian Okay. Robert,
6: you said that the um, you had when you were reading this, the transcript, the um, context of where we've been good to you, uh, you know we've been very good to you was in the context of Angela Merkel and the others not paying their fair share. You kind of skipped right okay. over that and went straight to uh, linking it to a quick pro quo. I think what he was trying to say, as far as we've been good to you, you need to talk to the others. Uh, so they can pay their fair share too, because you know. Basically, I'm thinking he's, his thoughts were, I don't, we don't want to be the only sucker just giving you money, and while these guys just skate, and you know, you know, you need it, and, and we're giving it to you, but they need to give it to you too. So, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. So, so maybe you should talk and, with them.
4: Right, and, and see Trump. If you think about Trump, Trump. What is Trump? Trump's a businessman, okay, and. Yeah, even in business, there's little favors here and there. Okay, a contractor buys me lunch, and I buy him lunch. You know,
3: it's no big deal.
4: Designer I work with, you know, does AutoCAD really well. Huh. I buy him lunch, he buys me lunch. I don't know, I, we're not even keeping count.
3: You know, little favor for
4: favor. You know, I, I got a lady friend. She's extremely intelligent. I'll buy line last. Uh, we hang out, watch movies, have a lot of discussion. Um, I walk home. Um well, you gotta walk home when you have too much to drink. But so hey, can you buy wine this time? I bought wine the last three times. Okay. Nothing <laughs> wrong with asking. Nothing wrong with asking that. It's like, you know, I enjoy your I enjoy your company.
6: Sure. The truck needs to give you know, aid to give money out, you know, especially aid because and when when others aren't paying or giving theirs either and we're the only ones. So, you know, investigate to see what's going on so this way we get rid of that corruption in your country. If it involves some of our guys too, well I'll take care of it on this end. But um yeah, you need to get rid of that corruption that's going on and you need to make yeah. those people pay hey,
5: to you.
6: Well, how come
1: real uh, quick uh, and then you guys go ahead, but one one thing I want to bring up is as as how come uh, how come they never bring up that treaty that Bill Clinton signed about uh, us working with Ukraine on corruption.
4: Oh my gosh, I never heard about that.
5: About
1: yeah, there was a 19 yeah, research. 1994, there was a there's a treaty between Ukraine and the United States that was signed by uh, uh by Bill Clinton about about addressing corruption.
4: Oh my gosh, I, I never
1: no yeah, um, no one ever brings that up. I mean, even the Republicans don't bring that up. I've never heard anybody bring that up.
6: Well, they're saying that the reason why that wouldn't apply is because he didn't go through the proper channels to establish that's what he was doing. Apparently, according to the hearsay witnesses, nobody knew what he was doing until he did it as far as he didn't release money. So had he gone through the proper channels of notifying whoever he needed to notify to let them know we're delaying this, then, um, then that
3: would apply, but he didn't do that. Yeah, and the,
6: wow. and the thing
1: is, it made such, made such a big hoopla, and they made such a big hoopla about it, that, you know, but it wasn't in any of the articles of impeachment.
4: Oh well, that's that's exculpatory evidence. They will not submit exculpatory evidence when run by Democrats against a Republican. That's a duh. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's why I know
6: they didn't say it. Uh, bribery. They didn't put an article
1: with bribery. <laughs> right. And that, would actually, <laughs> that, and, and that actually, through <laughs> my understanding, is something that is uh, impeachable. I mean, yeah, I mean, through my understanding that I brought the beginning of the show and is that, you know, you know, obstruction of Congress and, uh, you know,
5: abuse, abuse of, power, of power, I mean,
1: those aren't even things that are considered to, uh … to be a, 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 a impeachable offenses. I mean that, well, that's what – I, I mean, how can they get away with that? I mean I guess it's within their purview to impeach, but there, I, I, I didn't think those were grounds for impeachment.
4: Well, here, here's here's something interesting. Um, obstruction of Congress. They kept saying they issued a lawful congressional, congressional subpoena.
5: Hmm.
4: Now
1: – Tried but the courts are supposed to do. But but I thought it was because next, you know they, yeah. Um. It didn't
5: so
1: happen. You,
6: any you already apparently it was a letter, a, a memorandum hey Robert, they, uh, that they actually sent.
4: <laughs> Robert, Robert. Yeah, go ahead. I did read that to you. That was a Democrats' perspective, but you bought their lie. Lawful congressional <laughs> subpoena. Now. And another source who has a Juris Doctorate degree, who I highly respect him. His research is phenomenal. He survived a court case of slander because he didn't slander. He had Did you bring him 000. onto the show oh, one time? I want to bring him on again. All right. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I think he's been on the show. Go ahead.
4: Okay. So he's dug deeply into this. And he found out it's not a congressional subpoena. The House of Representatives sent a letter to the White House. A letter is not a subpoena. Whoops. They lied. They lied in their articles of impeachment. Obstruction of Congress saying lawful congressional subpoena. It wasn't a subpoena. It was a letter. This is what my source tells me. And I have known him for over a decade, and I trust him. I would like to see the actual, actual congressional subpoena, or is it just a letter? Now, if they have subpoena, there are certain rules and standards, and probably statutes, or uh, at least congressional rules, that authorize the subpoena. A grand jury can issue its own subpoena. The court can. Issue a subpoena, but was it? it So if it was only suggested to courts, right? Well, what's what? What are the rules of subpoena? What makes it authoritative? Yes, Congress has the power of subpoena, and they need it to watch the executive branch. It's like their second most sacred duty: protect the Constitution. Number two, be a watchdog with subpoena over the executive branch. Where is the evidence? Where is the paperwork that it was an actual legal, lawful congressional subpoena, or was it just a letter? What my friend dug deep and found out it was only a letter, and Mm. so they lied. Maybe
1: that's why they They didn't didn't fight it in court.
6: Bingo.
4: At least one reason
3: they didn't fight it in court.
4: So if it was not a valid congressional subpoena, just a letter. Article two is nullified on its face. The the second, you know, obstruction of Congress. They didn't say obstruction of a congressional subpoena because if they had it they would write as a title obstruction of a congressional subpoena. Now Nixon, Watergate, hmm. he did turn over the Watergate tapes. And why did he do this? Because it was an official legal, lawful congressional subpoena. He refused to turn over the Watergate tapes, went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said it is a lawful, legal congressional subpoena. Now, turn the tapes over. He did – well, except we had that you know, minute or two that was erased somehow by the secretary, whatever. But he still got um, <clears throat> articles and patience from the House Judiciary Committee, and then he resigned. So <laughs> <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Well, it's mind-blowing, so Article 2 might be no and void. Hey, Kelly. Well, Where's the, this this
3: obstruction of Congress is this like a new thing? They took obstruction of justice and just replaced it with Congress. So, I mean, the next thing you know, they're going to have obstruction of legal use of a government pencil sharpener.
5: <laughs>
4: okay. Well, let's let's look at obstruction of fill in the blank, obstruction of justice, obstruction of of. Inquiry or a grand inquest, obstruction of a subpoena, obstruction of a judicial subpoena, obstruction of a grand jury subpoena. They can write their own subpoenas. Obstruction of a congressional subpoena. They didn't put that in the title, just obstruction of Congress. Isn't that fascinating what's missing? You can learn a lot by asking what is missing. When Christ rose from the dead, notice he wasn't bitter. He didn't say, You disciples, you abandoned me. You know, the whole nation killed me. No, he wasn't bitter at all. Notice what is missing. What is missing? What's missing in these articles of impeachment? The (laughs)
5: statutes.
4: The (laughs) statute and the word congressional subpoena in the title. Isn't this mind blowing? But again, back to the simple. Is back yeah. to the simple premise I said many, many, many times and many months ago, Congress can impeach a president because they have gas on their stomach.
3: Yeah, but that that sounds like that they're just using any old excuse and making the masses believe it. I mean once you think of it well, from that standpoint, then there's validity in the fact that – Obstructing uh, obstruction of justice, obstruction of Congress, then that means all of the whole Congress is obstruction of we the people,
4: right? So, if there is an obstruction of justice charges, then where's the statute in Article 2? (laughs) There's no statute at all. This is, I'm just laughing. And by the way, this could be really, really good for Trump's campaign. The Democrats may have played into his hand. Oh, they're just making commercials
1: for him.
4: I know. All of a sudden, people hear about Biden and Biden and the Ukraine. Biden and the Ukraine. What did he – Biden – what? They keep bringing it up. Biden, Ukraine, Ukraine, Biden, Russia, Russia, Ukraine, election, this, that, quid pro quo. Joe admitted to it. Creepy Uncle Joe admitted to doing a quid pro quo with conditions, extortion. We are not going to give you that money unless you stop investigating my son. They fired. Well,
5: and, the and, and, and you know what,
1: here's the thing: I showed that clip to liberals, you know, you know, on Twitter and stuff. And let me tell you something: it it doesn't matter. Yeah, they they don't they don't see that. They're like, oh, he's just doing his job. I mean, it's seriously, it's just it's, it's the the hypocrisy is astounding. With 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 these these people. It's like you show them a video, it's him, it's the words coming out of his mouth I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not a quick pro quo. But Trump did, it's like, come on.
5: Can you blame oh, no. Them? no. Ro- I Robert, mean, when you Robert. think about
6: it, nobody gets prosecuted for anything and that's their biggest thing. Well, they did an investigation and they didn't find anything, otherwise he would be in jail. You know. And we know no. there, wasn't, there was no investigation. But <laughs> As long as somebody's still free as a bird, you know, nobody's getting prosecuted. I can see why they can believe that as far as their, you know, the corruption and everything's okay. This is normal, what they do. That was normal hey, for them to threaten <laughs> another country, you know, risk their aid and their security or whatever that they're saying mm-hmm. about Trump. Right. But we have a huge problem With this thing going on like this, the Republicans, even if they wanted to, have no way to stop this train. We know that Professor Turley had warned the Democrats that if they proceed, that it would be wise. I think he was trying to warn them in a sense as far as trying to help them. If you proceed, it would be best that you get a subpoena, and then you can say obstruction of justice, because if he doesn't comply with the subpoena, then he's in contempt of court. But they didn't follow that way. He told them, if you do it this way... You're going to cause big problems, and you're going to divide the country even further. But they ignored it. So well, here's they don't the care. hoax sham Yeah, the hoax sham impeachment. The Republicans have no tools to stop it, to call it out for great. what it is. They can just argue. Wait. <laughs> hey,
4: hey, Robert.
1: Yeah, so great, we'll real quick, it. go ahead, Kelly. Callie. Hey, Kelly, Callie, hey,
4: in Yeah, yeah, Robert, you were mentioning, uh, you know, you share those with liberals, and it goes over, and they just ignore it. Stop, stop trying to convince liberals. I mean, why are you trying to convince a liberal? They're, they're, it doesn't matter. We saw it in the House today. The best of our country is in Congress, and they voted impeachment based on how are they thinking? Well, it's a heart choice. I hate, I don't like, and so here's how I vote. This is my heart. No, the, 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 no. Just, there are a whole bunch of people between liberals and conservatives that love freedom Injustice in the American way. That is our target audience. I, I, I figured out, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not going to. Liberals, let's have a conversation. Maybe I'll learn something and listen from them. But you know what? I I can't convince them. But you have the independence. They'll listen.
1: Well, I agree with that. Yeah, I or, agree with that. I don't know why yeah. I bother. <laughs> You're right. It's
4: a waste <laughs> of time. It's a waste of time because there's. Because their choices are from their heart. Conservatives are from their brain. Winston Churchill said, if you're not a liberal by the time you're twenty, you don't have a heart. If you're not conservative by the time you're thirty, you don't have a brain. That, man, is that kinda, this, is that, since point, we
1: are since we are since we are in Bard's logic after dark, then I guess I I could bring that up. is that similar to date a liberal, marry a conservative? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> no. Oh, it.
0: oh
4: I did it as a liberal it didn't turn out too well. She was a Bernie Sanders yeah. lover. She even said, "She even she even said, oh, I want to kiss him.' i oh, really, she's yeah, 'Yeah, I'd like to make out with Bernie Sanders.'
1: Uh, okay, well, yeah,
4: this relationship. Say, well, I could put cool. on a
1: frizzy wig and glasses if that to help you. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, I put I on a Oh my gosh. I mean, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. This is Barjelazic after dark. Okay, so here's how to have great sex: meet some liberal girl and put on a Bernie Sanders mask. <laughs>
1: It'll be great sex. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Well, well, man, I guess yeah. I digress. <laughs>
6: <Okay>. Anyway, <laughs> man, just okay, for my just please?
1: All the, all the guys <laughs> listening are thinking, you know, you know that might not be a bad enough,
4: <laughs> Okay. Anyway. All right. All right. Bernie so Sanders masks are now going to be
1: flying off the walls,
5: <laughs>
4: right, flying right, off the right. shelves.
1: Yeah. Like there's a mass, there's a mass purchase of Bernie Sanders, uh, Ber- yeah, Bernie Sanders, uh, masks
4: uh, coming out of the store. <laughs> if We don't know why. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, I I want to switch the topic, because Suzette brought it up a while, over an hour ago. What's going on in Virginia? Because this is very serious. Hey, wait! And, can uh, I
3: respond before we change the subject?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. John, what to Yeah, John wanted to to so go ahead. John, certainly.
3: Yeah, oh, so uh, I wish we had, we had another to, uh, couple
1: hours. We got a lot of material, but go ahead.
3: When uh, when Suzette was talking a while ago, uh, now Trump is the executive in charge of our executive department branch of government. So he's the leader, head honcho, overall executive stuff like law enforcement and whatnot. So, therefore, he's also the commander-in-chief of over all the military. So, therefore, if the military and the sheriffs and everybody that's in those branches of of law enforcement and military are subservient to Trump, then he actually has the power to tell them to stand down if somebody ever issues you a whatever, you know, Like uh, if they get a court order to bring somebody to court or whatnot and they want a a posse to escort them with, you know, armed security, he just says, no, it ain't going to happen. All you Democrats, you're going to have to fight against us in a different way. You either fight fair by mutual assent. Let's work this out as a team where we all get the same privileges and immunities. Otherwise, the people underneath his leadership as CEO and of the executive branch and, and the commander-in-chief of military, then they're insubordinate, disobeying the command.
4: Back to you. Virginia. Suzette, go.
6: Uh, yes, Virginia. Well, they are a blue state, Democrat-run, I guess, governor, and, uh, well, they have about 90% of their counties that have turned to gun sanctuaries because the governor wants to take the registry that they have in that state and possibly seize their legally obtained weapons. Now, the sheriff's department in these counties are saying, okay, I'll have to deputize everybody that has a gun in this county, we'll make it. A sanctuary, a gun gun sanctuary. Well, the governor threatened to fire them if they do not comply with the laws that they intend to pass here. The only thing is, and this is a huge problem all over Washington and even in state local governments, that they don't read the Constitution. They do not know what they can and cannot do. They think just because they won an election that that makes them authority. And they can, you know, make up stuff as they go along, and so sheriffs override constitutionally override, you know, the governor, state laws, as far as if they're not following the constitution. The sheriffs took an oath to protect the, the um, protect the rights under the constitution. There are God-given rights, but the Constitution protects them, and the sheriffs have the authority to protect it and not abide by bad laws or threats that any governors or anybody else makes, as far as, you know, firing. (laughs) So you have a lot of people in an uproar about this because the governor said that he was going to send in the National Guard um, if, you know, police officers and sheriffs don't comply, that he'll make them. The only thing is that he can't um, activate the National Guard or something like that, nor can he activate any type of military personnel to go in and take people's guns. But that's what he was threatening. I mean, this guy's a hmm. lunatic. <laughs> so that's kind of where well, we're at right now. 90%, 90% of Virginia counties are gun sanctuaries. How awesome is that? Good for them.
4: Yeah. So what I've discovered, a friend sent this video to me and I watched it. Uh, what? So Bloomberg Yes, running for president. You now, could it be that some multi-millionaire corporate owner could actually win this president? Thinks Bloomberg. Okay. Yeah, it's been proven. Okay, so Bloomberg spent <laughs> tens of millions of dollars to turn the Virginia legislature and the governorship into Democrats, and right away they're like, "Woohoo! Yeah, we're going to grab guns. We're going to order that all police." In cities and sheriffs and counties are going to go house to house and grab
5: guns.
4: (laughs) Really? And so, of course, there are resistance people who love their guns, love their wives, children, and deer hunting. They're going to give up their guns. No, they're not. And so the sheriff who are elected by these people in these rural counties are going to go out. And grab guns? I don't think so. But what's happening in Virginia is you have three counties, three or four actually, heavily populated. Their population is more than all the counties combined. The counties are saying "F you, middle finger." um, You know, from my cold, dead hands. And so these, what I saw first was. Well, there's 95 counties in Virginia. I, I first saw when these people were getting this going, the gun sanctuary counties. I love that word, sanctuary counties. For guns. Sanctuary counties. For guns. Yeah, use a liberal term against them. Sanctuary. Oh, we're going to love the immigrants, and uh, it's, we're going to love our guns. Your term, sanctuary. So gun sanctuary counties. <laughs> I first read this, and I watched a watch YouTube video, Local Boots on the Ground. It was like 65 out of 95 counties that are already, within a few weeks, gun sanctuaries. Wow. My little report was 95. Now, is that 95 counties and cities in these rural counties? Nine, 85 out of 95. Is it cities and counties? I don't know, but it's obviously the overwhelming majority is, uh, you ain't grabbing a gun. 90%
6: so, good. Yeah. I mean, wow. From so
4: what I've heard. Yeah, so what I heard was – okay, in my research – I mean this is getting serious because you always wonder where the Civil War is going to start, and it sounds like it's going to be counties versus the legislature. Yeah. So the lieutenant gen, lieutenant governor and the governor, they all said, oh, hey, this is a good idea. Yeah, Let's let's uh, go ahead and send the National Guard in to arrest the law enforcement that won't confiscate the guns. What? Did you not read Article 1, Section 13 of the Virginia Constitution, that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed? What I just saw in some research online is that one county passed a resolution that the county has the right to form a militia. What the hell? A militia, by the way. By the way, just to let you know, the federal constitution was modeled after the Virginia constitution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Article 1, Section 13 of the Virginia constitution says pretty much similar to the Second Amendment. Second Amendment reads what? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, and the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I'll say it again. First half, second half, first half. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, part two, and the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Second Amendment came from Virginia. It's in the same article on Section 13 of the Virginia Constitution. So you're going to call the National Guard out to arrest law enforcement that won't grab the guns. National Guard is going to be like, dude, my oath is to the Constitution, not to you. And Terry Lackin would not go to war in Iraq because Congress didn't declare a declaration of war, which is required by the Constitution. So they put him in the stockade for a while. Okay, whatever. So good job, Terry Lakin. Okay, so you have even further. I just saw it on the internet. There's a county in Virginia that passed the right. Of a militia. Now, we look at the well-regulated militia. Where does that come from? Well, it happened to be like oh, 1638, Virginia militia laws. The people are the regulation to the militia. The regulated militia comes from – oh, that's right, the legislative body. That's what they call it well-regulated. Where's regulations come from? A legislative body. So when the King George calls, sends a letter to the Governor of Virginia, seventeen it was either seventeen seventy three or seventeen seventy four. Don't call up the legislature. And at the same time, the militia law has expired the militia Virginia militia law of seventeen thirty eight, and people are screaming, hey hey hey, hey, "Hey, hey, hey, we need militia!" Well, let's get with the legislature and renew it. Oh, no, can't have a legislature. King said so. What? So the counties in Virginia said, well, it's all right. So the counties formed committees of correspondence, committees of safety. This is – we're talking before the Declaration of Independence, and they formed their own militias under the county authority. Well, regulated means a legislative body rights regulations for the militia. It's not a bunch of boys out in the woods practicing guns, it the, – the militia has its authority from the legislative body, i.e. city council, i.e. county government, i.e. the state legislature, i.e. the Second Amendment federal. So somehow they have figured this out. We've got to get David Callahan on the phone here to discuss – Yeah, we have court. had him on
1: the show
2: before.
4: Yes, we have, and we got to get him on again because a county – The supervisors or commissioners pass a resolution that the county militia can form. This same county militia helped fight off the British, helped defend against attacking Indians, and were a part of the Civil War. I can't believe when you have Washington, Jefferson, several people, Mason, George Mason, who helped write the Constitution, Virginia, 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 you had a state to succeed in the Civil War. I can't believe. I can't believe that the liberals didn't study enough history. They picked the wrong state to try this in. I mean other than Texas, this is really stupid. You picked the (laughs) wrong state to confiscate guns in. Are you people out of your mind?
6: (laughs) Well, we also had the – Before the um, 2008 ruling of of District of Columbia versus Heller, we also had, don't forget, the United States versus Miller, and that was in 19, yeah, 1939. And that one says that in the absence of any evidence tending to show that possession or use of a shotgun having a barrel of less than 18 inches in length has some reasonable relationship to the preservation or efficiency of a well-regulated militia. The Second Amendment does not guarantee the right to keep and bear arms such as an instrument. And then District of Columbia versus Heller, which is the most recent one, uh, has reversed that and changed that and said that basically um, you can. The Second Amendment guarantees an individual right to possess firearms independent of service in a state militia and to use firearms for traditionally lawful purposes, including self-defense, within the home. It was the first Supreme Court case to explore the meaning of the Second Amendment, United States versus Miller,
4: 1939. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, I've, I've looked at Heller. Anyway, so another thing they didn't realize is somebody who lives in Virginia, Dr. Edwin Vieira. Who is he? He is a law professor. He's been before the Supreme Court, and he won three times out of four, and a decade or so later, his fourth was actually a victory because they overturned the previous court's decision. So essentially, he's won four out of four times, arguing before the United States Supreme Court. Edwin Beer is an advocate for the militia and your Second Amendment rights. He lives in Virginia. Are these people Mm -hmm. out of Their mind. I mean, maybe you should try this in New York, but you tried it in Virginia? Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is just like stupid. You look at the heart of the people. We love our guns. We love God. We love our wife, our family. You know, wives are like, dude, I'll pick up a gun and shoot these agents. So the left is just not thinking. Or they have their hired the right consultant, or they have their little kumbaya group in the park holding hands. Yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, like 90% of the people are against you, and you do this in this historic nation that loves liberty, Thomas Jefferson. Are they out of their minds? But to what extent?
1: Well, it's it, it, Trump derangement syndrome.
4: <laughs> well, I know. To what extent will they continue to try to grab the guns in Virginia? This is where the civil war could start, counties versus the legislature. Oh, and by the way, if there is a civil war, the conservatives have millions and millions, maybe billions of rounds of bullets, and the left can't figure out which bathroom to use.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, again, I mean, cause I've been spending an exorbitant amount of time on Twitter lately. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, one of the things, I'm not going to be able to get back to that article or, or the audio clips. So again, this is going to, just um, already quarter to the top of the hour, but it's a great conversation, folks. I appreciate. It. I mean, time just flew by. I'll be honest with you; I completely lost track of time <laughs> tonight our conversations. But I mean, you know, not, and you guys have heard me, you know, say it before. Where I, you know, I think we're, you know, we could very well be, you know, on our way to a civil war. Maybe, you know, probably not as violent. You know, at the first one, but maybe because you know there, you know there's there's a lot of talk about hate on both sides, and you know people are saying, oh, I'm tired of hearing that. You know, no, they're talking about um, Representative uh, Scalise, you know, the, the the guy, the one who was shot in you know uh, during that baseball game. And you know, basically, he made a comment either on uh, an interview or tweeted or something where you know the Democrats hate the 60, 63 million people who you know who hate. I mean that the, the Democrats hate the 63 million people who voted for Trump. And people are like, oh, that was so irresponsible and this and that and what have you. But then you know somebody you know tweeted said, hey, you know, well, what about the 60 six million, I guess that's what they're saying voted for Hillary Clinton, but that the sixty six million, you know, that you know, that hate Trump supporters. Um and so uh, so I'm like, well great. I said, so that's a what that's a hundred and twenty nine million Americans that hate each other. Well think about it, I mean if that's true, a hundred and twenty I mean we're talking about you know a third almost and more than a third of our population hating each other. You know that being the case, I mean, could you imagine that? A third in the country a... that just hates each other, <laughs> yeah. It's, and, it's, and this is it's, what it's, I you... think the Democrats and the media are doing the American people, you know. I really do. I mean, I think that's what they're doing. Uh, is it, it, they've been, of course, as, as liberals do, they use projection and they're trying to project. That you know Donald Trump, who is causing fear amongst people. But let me tell you, something. I've read articles and I've talked to people, you know, both <laughs> online and both uh, personally. And let me tell you, the, 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 the media, the, the, what I call the alphabet media, you know, the MSNBC, you know, you know who they are, right? And they have there. There are people out there who are literally scared to death about Trump being the president. That they're having anxiety you know uh on you know on trump uh being reelected and I was reading an article where and there's some background noise going on somewhere but anyway um where they're talking about you know psychologists are talking about you know all these the, the, you know a lot of their patients who are really anxious and they're having anxiety attacks and they're not able to focus at work and this and that all because you know they're afraid of trump being or or, or uh, president or i mean or you know getting reelected and I'm thinking Holy crap! I mean, the, the Democrats talk about you know uh, Trump and his hate. I mean, and, and him trying to do scare tactics. I mean, how many? How many? Repo- let, let's put it this way: How many Republicans are Trump support? And there's so many playing with something in the background. Please mute your mic. Um, I mean, it, it's getting worse. So how many? I mean, seriously, how many Republicans do you talk to or hear of? Who are like, oh my gosh, I'm just so afraid if 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 Trump doesn't get reelected, if one of these Democrats get in, I mean, I'm suffering so much anxiety, and I can't focus on work, and you know, I can't do. all – It's like, what? I mean, you, you're just not, you're you're not hearing it, and, and and all the information, you know, these liberals who you know support impeachment and hate hate Donald Trump, they're certainly not getting any of the news from Breitbart or Fox News or uh, OAN or. You know, or, or even some of the other conservative, newer conservatives coming out, um, like uh, Epochs and, the, you know, and, and you know, outlets like that. I mean, they're they only listening to the Alphabet Media. So it's the Alphabet Media who is putting forth all of this angst and all of this fear. They're instilling all this angst and fear into you know their 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 listeners. I mean, they are. They're like, holy crap. Robert, I mean, they're the one, those are the ones who are fomenting fe- uh, fear and anxiety uh, and, and hate, not, not not Trump and Trump supporters.
3: Uh, going back to the stats that you quoted just a moment ago with all the different people that hate each other, I mean, those are just the numbers that we know of. All the rest of the people that don't even participate and vote, I mean, how do we know how many of those are, are actually haters of different people? But the point that is well taken that what you're saying about all these different people hating each other. Well, I don't – in my humble opinion, I'm just repeating myself from shows before, I don't think it matters who becomes the next president. I think the people that are in power – are going to do everything to maintain their power because they got so much money and investment built up into what they've got that they're going to continue to artificially use the Fed and the rest of the monetary system to pump up the stock market and fake everybody out with a head fake as much as they can and then continue to make people think everything's desperate so they can actually, and it is desperate, but I won't go into that right now, so that way they have the means to be able to continue to control everything and that's it won't matter president trump is a unique guy because he had his own deep pocket money to be able to play the system to his favor but most people that run for president don't have that luxury so they get played as more puppet than donald trump donald trump has been a blessing in disguise but also he comes with some baggage but anyway since we got just only about nine minutes left I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you next next year.
1: Thank you very much. And I was actually getting ready to bring that up. uh, 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 Bring that up. And, yeah, there's only about eight minutes left, and so we're going to get closing comments. Not only closing – gosh, I can't believe it. Not only uh, closing comments for uh, tonight's show, but also closing comments for the year um, for Bard's Logic. And also not even – closing comments for the year but closing comments for the decade uh <laughs> for Bart's logic uh so wow in, in, incredible um but yeah i I'm, I'm, i guess i'm going to i try to get some 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 time for uh some final comments uh before of course i want to thank everybody you know on, on the show tonight and all the shows you've been on uh, you know we're, we're trying we're making a comeback year i know there was uh a lot of time this year you know we were unable to do the show or i wasn't unable to do the show um, and I appreciate you guys coming back after my hiatus of of doing that. And, and my hope is is next year we'll be able to go strong and, and be able to go through a, a full year, uh, you know, of being able to do the show. And hopefully we'll be able to, you know, get you know get some more guests and you know get some more other folks on. It's always nice to have conversation with multiple different folks. We're certainly being heard literally throughout the. Um, the planet. I mean, they they give us uh, results on you know where our percentages are of, of who few listens to the show. You know, most of it, as you know, is, is archived uh, listens because well, if it's available 24/7. This show is only available three times or three hours during the week. You know, once a week. So um, it just goes to you know make make logical sense using the term for the show uh, that we get more folks listening in on the archives than we do on the uh, on the live programs but uh, i mean it is going to be i'm going to you know try to push uh, more next year you know if you guys if you need the link uh, to share out the the episodes um certainly reach out to me and i can you know send the link uh, for the show uh in text or in email um you could also of course always get the links from the bard's logic political talk website dot com. but i want to wish everybody a merry christmas and happy new year um we'll be back now I'm thinking I'm wanting I'm to do a show in the first, cause that'd be, I think a, a great way to start the year. Uh, so, you know, looking forward to that. So if we don't get the opportunity to speak before then, I you know, hope everyone has a, a great, uh, great holiday. And so we do have, um, you know, a few minutes, maybe about, um, three minutes before I have to close things out. So let's go ahead and get each person, uh, a minute, uh, uh, to do closing comments if they'd like. Uh, first we'll go with, uh, you Kelly. And then she's And then John, if you want to, uh, Pointing more out, but you got about a minute now to close things out. Go ahead, Kelly.
4: Well, as I said at the beginning of the show, I am very giddy about impeachment because all the time bickering and arguing, the federal government is not growing. Number two advantage of an impeachment is that future presidents. Will know they can come under a microscope of Congress and therefore they will be more inclined to respect the Constitution. Brilliant, the framers of our Constitution to bring in impeachment even though they can do it on gas on their stomach. At least a (coughs) president will think before violating the liberties of a free people. Although the impeachment, doesn't have any statutes nor evidence. It still shows the president. He has to be accountable to the Constitution. Weasel's probably – well, it's like 99% probability the Senate's going to either dismiss the case or try it, and Trump will not be removed from office. So I think – and by the way, it just so happens that the whole Biden scandal is – being revealed right and left, left and right. And so when the grand jury indictments come out, over well, a bunch of people and the FISA falsehood to deceive a judge to initiate a warrant. Yeah, we're going to be in for interesting times and we shall see what happens. Um, I guess I wish everybody Merry Christmas as well. And God sent his son into the world, even though God knew the world was a mess. He's going to put his son through that. Yeah. That's how much he loved us. So Merry Christmas. Uh, good night, all.
1: Good night, Kelly. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Suzette.
6: Oh, well, I just want to thank you Kelly, for your efforts in getting shows put on the air this year. We know that you did have some, um, family things that you needed to take care of, but you still were in there even days that you didn't have so much prepared. So, Good for that. Good on you, because uh, people need to hear what you have to say, what you have to share, and and so thank you for that. And thank you, Kelly, and Pianchi and John. You're welcome. And, you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, D- Dr. Talbert, if you may be listening as well. Um, and as far as the last decade, uh, well. I thank God that uh, Donald Trump was elected president. Thank you, American people, for electing him, because if we are learning how much corruption is coming to the surface, we have an inkling, an idea, but not to actually have it come out in the open. It's almost a relief, and at the same time, it's very frustrating to know that there you know, may nothing come of it. <laughs> but that's okay, because at least we know it's out there, so now we can deal with it from there. So God bless everybody, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.
1: Thank you very much. And, John, you have a few more comments for us to close things out?
6: That's
3: it, my friend. Just I wish you all the best, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, over and out. See you next year.
1: See you next year. And uh, we'll close tonight, as I have always uh, every night, and since we've been doing that since 2012, and this is with that song by Aubrey Ashburn. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone. Good night. Mm-hmm.